0: Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll free, bring up anything at all. 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You'll find the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. So uh, joining you here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Puke. And Mark. And you're, again, welcome to join us on the phones or online, and we will take your calls about absolutely anything. Uh, That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. So to start things out here tonight, just a little recap of uh, what happened today. It was an absolutely exhausting day uh, for me because I was in court for the super majority of it, uh, having arrived at approximately 8.45-ish this morning and not leaving until well after Two uh, this afternoon, having been sitting on the defense stand for the majority of uh, of that time, having uh, facing three charges today. One of them uh, was failure to display plates; it's a traffic citation. <laughs> uh, another one is uh, failure of registration or no registration for a car, and then finally the biggie of the day was the uh, the class A misdemeanor of criminal trespass and i was walking around a building yeah well right uh i was there with three other co-defendants in that uh, criminal trespass case and you know there was some there were some moments during the day that were were positive um it could have been worse <laughs> i suppose it wasn't uh, good it was not good and um it's up here in, uh, here in New Hampshire, we've got the the Free State Project. Uh, liberty-minded people are gathering here in order to get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And some of the things that uh, are being done as a part of that are, are supporting people that are in jail. Um, you know, there's there's people doing politics and civil disobedience. And sometimes when somebody gets uh, busted for civil disobedience, then they end up in the, the pokey. And it's nice to it have... It happens, yes. Yeah, it's nice for them to know that there's somebody on the outside that cares about them. So... We had gone to the local uh, jailhouse in order to find one of our friends that was being held there, and uh, there was that. Uh, that was back in I think April when we when we did this, um, and what we were doing wasn't really unusual in that we'd been to the jail before. Now it used to be in an old location because they built, built a brand new jail, uh, but at the old location, and uh, Puke, you'd been out to to do this, I believe.
1: Yeah, I, I've been at the uh, the old jail in Westmoreland several times, and it's. It was right next to the road. The parking lot was directly in front of the building. There were no signs saying no trespassing, and there was a field across the street from it where we would go and park and do our demonstrations.
0: Well, that effectively was part of the parking lot. There was uh, this little shed out there, and oh, had yeah, a big the, camera the on it. The field was part of it, yeah. Right, and so that was an extension of the, the jail's parking lot. It wasn't very far away from the jail at all. It was literally, like you said, across the street. And never once did we have an issue with any of the jail guards being upset or telling us to leave. We had cookouts and you know we barbecuing things out there and spending literally you know hours out yep. out there just playing playing Fris- voluntarily
2: hanging out of the jail, playing yeah.
0: frisbee, doing things football. like waiting. Well, well, like some of the things we would do there would be to uh, to come out to wait for somebody to uh, come out of jail or or attend with them when they were turning themselves in. And so it was a regular occurrence. Uh, it wasn't an unusual thing for us to go and do this. So when they built this new jail, we decided we were going to go out and support our friends. At the old jail, we would walk around the jail, so it it wasn't secure in any way. There was no, there wasn't any sort of fencing that would uh, prevent you from like going around the jail.
1: Yeah, it's it's not actually controlled in any way. There is no fence. There's no gates. There's right. no barriers of any kind it it might have well you know it should have been a parking lot in walmart
0: yeah there was um there was a fence around the the yard that the inmates had but that's
1: it Uh, well yeah that's obviously so they can't get out but it doesn't restrict anybody from being anywhere near the building
0: yeah and uh, and as you said you know no signage and that's one thing that did change between the old jail and the new new jail the new jail's got no trespassing signs up everywhere which is confusing because it's a public uh, – pro- it's public property. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. it's not secure. <laughs> what what do you mean it's not secure? There's not even a gate. You know, there's, there's nothing else beyond the no right. trespassing signs – to alert you that you're not supposed to be well, there. Well, the only
2: reason the tresp- trespassing signs are there is because you guys because were hanging us. out in the, uh, um, the old I, jail. I
0: believe that to be the truth as well. And there's even this a isn't, public this parking isn't, area. That
2: old, that old jail wasn't the old uh, the only place that you guys did this. You've done it at the Manchester uh, Jail, too, and, yeah, and done true. your whole walk around the jail, maybe the walls will fall kind of thing. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that it's, it's silly to make such a big deal about it, but th- what they're trying to do is prevent it from happening again in the future. And that's right. so far they've been successful. Nobody's gone back so yeah, they, they win they,
0: they win that's mm-hmm. right and uh so so they cracked down uh they 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 claim that they told us to leave which none of us heard well
1: one guy sort of yelled it from 100 yards away so he maybe, claims yeah he said was, it to himself yeah certainly he, you know i was photographing the event and i wasn't even anywhere near the main group so i certainly didn't hear any of it because i was at least 100 yards away from you guys photographing mm-hmm. and you know, I was, like, up on the hill, and so nobody told me, that's for certain.
0: So we're in there today, and uh, and they're going after us for criminal trespass. They'd arrested a dozen of us. They ended up char- keeping the charges against nine people or something like that. One guy's already been found guilty in a trial that happened about a month ago, and the, the other trials are going to be in another month, I think. So four people were uh, were on trial today. And uh, I, was, I was calling the us the awesome foursome, because you know how they, they have the, the <laughs> names for the lawyer teams, like the Dream Team and things like that? Uh-huh. Um, so we were up there, and uh, basically, let's see. The, the claim was that, uh, well, first of all, there's two different levels of offense for a, a criminal trespass. There's a, a violation, and that's a like ticket. a ticket, and then there's a, uh, a, a misdemeanor charge. And they had charged us with Class A misdemeanors, which means that uh, we get a jury trial if we want one you know, down the line. And also, uh, obviously, there's a little bit more involved as far as punishment, supposedly, in, in that case. And But in order to prove a Class A misdemeanor, they have to prove that, uh, that you were
1: given some sort of uh, notice that you needed to leave. You'd think they'd also have to prove some sort of criminal intent. Simply protesting and wandering around outside should not be a criminal act, but... Obviously, this is we didn't think it it was it, yeah.
0: considering we'd been there before and done the very same thing at the old jail, and so they were unable to prove their case. And this was kind of one of the wins, right? This is a this is a damage reduction. Although I don't know how much different the sentence would have been had we been convicted of the misdemeanor, um, because I ended up with a thousand dollar fine, uh, which is going to turn twenty
2: percent. That would have been about a month
0: in jail. Yeah. So yeah, about twelve hundred something uh, dollars. And the other people got lesser fines, which was strange. Which basically was the judge um, punishing me for be- having been there before, um, right? Well, you got a, taking prior. You got a
2: five hundred dollar fine, uh, as I understand
0: it, and then yeah. it was thousand with five hundred suspended.
2: Hold on. So you had a thousand dollar fine, five hundred of it suspended, right. and then uh, somehow or another, you
0: stated something uh, to the judge like, "I don't pay." Yeah, he uh, asked if I would, would pay would be able to pay the fine. And I said, "I don't pay uh, pay fines to criminal organizations," uh-huh. and he and said he that he didn't like that. It's language like that. Now you're going to have you know a thousand dollars, right?
2: Which I think is. You know like i can I can see why it's done like it's you're not respecting my courtroom, but you know there's no other place in the world where this kind of interaction would occur where it's all about the disrespect you have disrespected me, so therefore you must be punished further i mean yeah. this is a very uh you know so, sort of paternalistic kind of situation, and it's very uh,
1: petty, yeah, it's not professional at all i mean if if you had a boss at, at a workplace and he fired you because you said something like you know, just mouthing off kind of like, well, maybe I don't want to do that. And he fired you. I'm pretty certain you would have some sort of claim for your job. I wouldn't it's really. It's not exactly right. But, I mean, it's the same thing in America. You really can't just be fired or punished for simply stating something. Well,
2: you know, if you mouth off and, and the, the boss wants to fire you, then as far as I'm concerned, that, that that's what they should be able to do. Right. They should,
1: should be able to. My th- legal system is weird.
2: <laughs> Certainly. Um, but, I mean, with the judge, you know, here's this situation where you're drug in there, essentially. I mean, if you don't go, you're going to get tossed in jail. Yeah. Um, you're dealing with an organization that is, uh, you know, uses force in order to get what it wants. And if you and don't, then don't you-
0: kiss the ring, then they, they you know, they give you what's for yeah. So, the,
2: And since you're not going to pay that, you've stated you're not going to pay it. It's $1,000. He, he essentially gave you almost a month in
0: jail. Pretty much. Um, and it would start on, I think, uh, Friday— except I'm going to appeal which gives me a little bit more time <laughs> not that I believe it's going to do anything but it would be a, it's a way to kind of stay the sentence 8 ducks in a row yeah 800-259-9231 you take control of the airwaves this is free talk live have you been thinking about starting a website i'm going to tell you about a great offer from hostgator is free talk live and you can take control of the airwaves bring up whatever you want just dial into free at 800-259-9231 that's 1-800-259-9231 and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com you'll find there are a lot of features there including listening options you can watch and you can listen uh, via our webcam. It's one of the ways you can uh, tune in, and you can actually get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners there because our chat room is built into the same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. It is totally free. cam.freetalklive.com. The webcam brought to you by MemoryDealers.com.
2: You know y- your child is the most important thing you have in this world. Don't you want to give him an advantage? The advantage you can give him is the same one that we've uh, we've managed to give our son Jack, a baby. It's, it's Baby Reading Kit at BabyReadingKit.com. You can start teaching a child as early as three months old how to read. It's fun and easy to do with the Monkey See, Monkey Do Baby Reading Kit. And, and just go over there, check it out. You can see the videos. It's happening. It's amazing to see. It, uh, it, it leaves one incredulous. Uh, it's BabyReadingKit.com.
0: All right. So just giving you a kind of a recap of some of the things that went down today. A lot of people came out to court. I would say well over 20 folks, uh, maybe 25. I don't know. I didn't count. I uh, was a little distracted because I was the one that was on trial, and uh, folks came out today to support me and the other activists that were there uh, in court today to be facing trial for trespassing, and I was also facing a couple of other charges uh, as well. So big thanks to everybody that came out for that. And I uh, was found guilty on uh, a reduced charge. It was not a misdemeanor charge of trespass that the robed man found uh, us guilty on. It was A violation charge, which conveniently means I don't get the appeal uh, to the jury trial, which is kind of interesting because I thought Hmm. that if you're being charged with something, I didn't know they could change. I I knew they could change it in in advance, like if they wanted to before the trial, they could ah well we're gonna update this charge to a class B misdemeanor or uh, we're change it to a violation. I knew they could do that. But I didn't know that after you'd already gone through the trial, during the sentencing, that the judge could just go ahead and find change you it a, back.
2: Find you guilty of a lesser charge. Right.
0: Just change it back to a, a violation, and then uh, you don't get to have a jury trial as a result of that. Just do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. And, you know, the interesting thing uh, is, according to the section on the, their own code of criminal trespass, the violation portion, most of the, the portion about criminal trespass talks about how, you know, it's a it's – a, um, it's a misdemeanor if you uh, you know you don't leave. Oh, and excuse me. It could be a felony if you de- destroy property as well. Um, but they weren't accusing us of that, so he couldn't find us guilty of it being a misdemeanor because the jail guard did a, a crappy job of notifying everybody that they needed to leave. It just he didn't do a good job. He yelled it out from several feet away, dozens of feet away, and virtually no one heard it. So the The relevant section of the code here for the violation is just one sentence: a person is guilty of criminal trespass if knowing that he's not licensed or privileged to do so, he enters or remains in any place so the claim is that uh, that I knew that I was not privileged to uh, to be in that place well there's and signs about
2: i mean there, there are signs it but there reasonable. are also
0: public parking signs. So, is it a public area or is it a restricted uh, secure zone? There are no uh, there are no ways of prohibiting people to, from getting there. None whatsoever. It's completely wide open.
1: So, I had no reason to believe that I couldn't be there. Right. It's a, it is a public parking lot that you can just drive up to, so That's why right. couldn't you be there?
0: That's right.
2: And then there's no... Well, you can be there as long as you're there for the reasons they want you there.
1: For. Right. Right. So, Which you're just supposed to know that, apparently. You know, yeah. ESP, I guess.
0: Yep. Uh, so to
1: top that off, uh, th-
0: then there's this $1,000 fine, which, well, that's really proportional, isn't it? I mean, in the New Hampshire state constitution, it says, I don't remember which, Article 18, I think it says in the Bill of Rights that basically that the, the punishment should be proportional to the crime. And uh, so apparently, walking around the jail a couple times uh, on a sunny uh, sunny afternoon is uh, that's a thousand dollars right there. Geez, I that's wish 20, I made that kind of money at work. Right, that's uh, that's twenty plus days in uh, in a jail cell. Apparently, well, that's he's sentencing really you as a habitual
2: offender. Essentially, I mean, he's he's choosing to do. that. He just doesn't like it, you, Ian. I think that's no, really he what clearly doesn't. <laughs> he clearly has. Yeah, a, I think I think you could. I think you can claim bias, and uh, that's another thing is I don't understand why you didn't put a motion in to change venue.
0: I don't know, Mark. Just, you know, I don't think about all these things. Man. I don't know what all the r- legal rules are. And yeah, I probably well, wouldn't have thought of that. I'm who not am a lawyer? I going to motion to
2: him? Well, I've got a ticket, and I'm, that's the first thing I'm going to do. Just screw yeah. with him. Put in flurry of motions. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, anyways,
0: you get so these that,
2: things off the internet,
0: cut and paste.
1: You know? Change a venue to Nuremberg, right? yeah so uh so that was a free trip to germany that was that so uh,
0: so yeah basically if this appeal doesn't succeed which i certainly don't expect it to because it's their system and i fully expect their uh, supreme court judges to back up their lower court judge yeah Uh, i would expect that too yeah if it doesn't succeed then uh i guess that means i'm going to jail for a month i guess it does i mean what, what are the other options i could pay up i suppose
2: yeah you could do that And you know, and he's not—he's not not letting you pay to a charity. charity. He's not letting you work. He did
0: in the past, right?
2: He did. Well, he doesn't. This isn't working. Understand, from his point of view, you must stop your behavior. You are, uh, you know, you're, you're belligerent to the court mm-hmm. and you're a, con- uh, a habitual civil disobedient. He's trying to stop your behavior. So yeah. far, letting you pay to, uh, you know, being nice to you and letting you pay to charities and things like that isn't working. So he's going to try something new. I've got to get tough with these guys. So, you know, he's cracking down. Um, I, you know, I don't have any advice as far as uh, if you do go, make sure you got the technical stuff worked out here on Free Talk Live because that's yeah. going to be important.
0: So that happened, and then there was also the uh, other trials for uh, no registration, which I actually um, got that one dismissed. Uh, so I, I had a motion sustained today, and I got one of the charges dismissed. So, yeah, a little, they sentenced a you little. to
2: 25 days in jail. You didn't win anything. No,
0: it's never a win. It's, <laughs> it's never a win in court because you're always just reducing the damage yep, uh, that, that could be done. And right.
2: Even if you go and win, you have wasted your time dealing right. with uh, bureaucrats that would like to steal your money and your life from you.
0: That's right. You've wasted at the very least your time, uh, your your brain power, trying to concern yourself with how to approach the case. and Stress. And stress levels. And, uh, you know, I hadn't eaten all day. I was in that courtroom until two o'clock and I could barely eat after I got out of there. It was mm-hmm. awful. And yeah, you
2: really can't afford to lose weight. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: And uh, and then there was the, uh, let's see, what was the other charge? Uh, it was a failure to display plates. So apparently, even though it wasn't my car that I was driving, uh, I was fully responsible for the fact that it was a registered car in New Hampshire, and because it was registered in New Hampshire, it has to have the New Hampshire plates on it. And they claimed that I knew about that. So uh, because I knew what their laws were, according to them, I was guilty of that. Uh, that Did you get that, found guilty, that guilty violation. of that? Yep. Huh? I was found, of, uh, found guilty there and a $180 fine, so it's another three days. Sweet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, no no, penalty for that? No uh, extra interest that they charge? It's interesting. They give you a 20% on top of the fine that they give you.
0: Yeah, it was 150 plus 20%. So 180-something. Oh. What and what's, the
2: fi- what's the that 20% for?
0: It's like a 24%. I think they raised it. I think it's now a 24%. And it's just a fine fee. for being fine. It's a fine on a fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a fee <laughs> on a fine. Wow. Yeah. So it's just never heard of that. that's, that's, that's crazy. our system. It's the
2: best in the world. Well, it's falling apart. I mean, the best system in the world can, cannot be is is just not sustainable.
0: Yeah, it's horrible. It really it, it is. It's just horrible. And I've got uh, like five more charges that I'm facing. So you know, 2011 may be Mark's year on uh, Free Talk Live. I don't know how long they're going to put me away. I don't know either. So I will uh, be doing the show. That's for sure. Right. So so walking around the jail twice. That's uh, 25 days in jail. And then, uh, you know, I'm still facing the charge of uh, disorderly conduct for sitting in a city council meeting quietly. uh, And the other charge is refusing to give your bottle to the chief of police. Yeah, that's right. Uh, You know, refusing to uh, give up my right to privacy. And then the other one was standing in front of a police car. So that's also, you know,
2: that one ain't going to go over well, I can tell you. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, that's 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 a
0: real loser there. All right. So toll free number 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up.
4: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com yourfamilytoday Your Family Today.
0: Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. Uh, You can head on over there and uh, enjoy stuff like our archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. In fact, uh, The last week's worth is on the front page, and then if you click into the archive section, you'll go back uh, to late 2006, all courtesy of HostGator and free for you. Yeah, that's
2: hostgator.freetalklive.com. That's the portal that we've created to get you your first month of web hosting completely free from HostGator. They're a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name, whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website. They have thousands of Of free site builder tools and templates at
0: hostgator.freetalklive.com. How many? Thousands. That's a lot. All right, we're going to continue taking your phone calls. Uh, You can bring up whatever you want, starting out tonight with Jim, listening in Michigan. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live, Ian Puke, and Mark. Howdy, how are you? Hey, Jim, what's on your mind tonight?
5: Well, I recently ended up uh, inadvertently having my own experience with civil disobedience. Okay. Um, took a walk around the block and kind of kicked off. So I have some choice language to use just because I was in trouble with the application I'm working on and threw my hat at the ground. And unfortunately, the local Michigan police officer pulled me over while I'm walking on the sidewalk and asked to see my driver's license. <laughs> and I was told him I wasn't driving. And that didn't seem to bother him. Um, he's like, well, i see your identification. And I was like, didn't know I had to have identification to go for a lot. News to me. Yeah, but so apparently, um, he's like, and then I asked him, well, what if I don't have my ID? He's like, well, then, uh, well, what is your name and your assignment? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, what gives you the right to see my ID? And he says. I have the right. Okay, what gives you that right? My gun. The state of Michigan gives me that right, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that you know that didn't make me very happy. It went
2: down from there.
5: It definitely went down from there, and I informed him that the state can't give rights. That rights come from God, and I informed him of that very loudly. And he then. Another police officer showed up, and the two of them grabbed me, and I asked them not to tase me, (laughs) and he assured me that if if I complied, I would not be tased, and then I assured him that my driver's license was in my back seat, in my back pocket, and so he then took it out of my back pocket, and I'm now charged with disorderly person.
0: Awesome. Jeez.
5: And... Not knowing what disorderly person was, I after I got bailed out of jail by my father-in-law, I looked up that law, and apparently it covers everything from hunting while drunk to being outside a brothel, but there's nothing in there about throwing your hat.
1: Being out by a brothel?
5: Yeah, apparently that's disorderly Oh, you can't too.
1: even be near one. That's interesting.
5: Right. News to me on that one. Now, did but, he actually
1: uh, ask you what your assignment was?
5: That's what I. Something like that.
1: That's a very strange word to it be using.
5: Very strange.
1: What's your assignment? What? Should have told him you were off to buy milk. <laughs> and I must yeah, be there like, forthwith.
3: Well,
5: he, he definitely thought I was a crazy man. Not that I'm not, but uh, he asked me several times, you know, what drugs are you on? I told him none. He asked me, wow. what drugs should you be on? I told him. <laughs> wow. You know,
3: I was on
0: flow days and, you know, allergy stuff, and he didn't like that
5: answer either. So and you then get charged I lived, with.
0: you charged I told him
5: he wanted to know if that was a, uh, a
0: halfway house. You're charged uh, with disorderly persons or disorderly person because you dared walk outside of your house without holding your government identification card on your body.
5: I even had my government identification on me. I just wasn't driving and didn't
6: right. feel the to give it to him. Right. Right.
0: Well, what he was what he was uh, charged uh,
2: with was being too slow or uh, n- not compliant enough. Essentially, it's mm. once again the the classic charge of contempt of cop. I wish they would just pass a law that says contempt of cop because that's really what this is all about. They use these uh, they use these kind of catch all charges. This guy couldn't be found guilty of standing outside a brothel or hunting while drunk. Um, I mean. This this is a catch-all charge that the cop can know he can get a, get away with. They'll drop it before it goes to trial, and if 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 he actually did go to trial with it, most people won't. They'll
1: take the plea bargain,
2: and uh, the, you know the the cop loses nothing
1: because they all do it. What about hunting outside of a brothel while drunk? <laughs> what charge you.
0: That got might
5: about? be illegal too. I don't know.
1: So uh, how long were you held? Were you just taken down
0: to jail, processed, and released?
5: I took it out of jail, processed, and my wife, I called my wife, and she assured me that I should spend the night in jail for being a douchebag. I don't know if I can say that on the radio. Nice. but uh,
0: You just did. It's fine. Go ahead.
5: <laughs> and so, and then my father-in-law, who was out from out of state, came and bailed me out. So that was already the worst thing happened. But uh,
0: And now I'm you're facing trial, it. right? I mean, tomorrow
5: I go to trial, and we'll okay. find out for real.
0: And uh, so you're taking this to trial. You're not taking a plea bargain, huh?
5: No, they offered me one, and I said, "Okay, well, I'll sign this." But what does it mean, you know? And she, they told me, "Well, you know, that means that you admit that what you did was illegal." And I'm like, "Well, if there was, if you could find a law that I broke, I'd be happy to say I did that."
0: Oh, but they'll find one. I
5: can't say that this is illegal because <laughs> I I wasn't hunting while well drunk, nor was I outside a brothel. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can somehow say I wasn't supporting my family. I don't know, but uh, it's
0: crazy. It's so just they told
5: crazy. me I wasn't eligible for the plea bargain since I wouldn't say what I did was illegal. Is this
0: a misdemeanor? Is it a violation? Do you know?
5: It's a misdemeanor. Wow. There is a violation huh. charge, but they're giving me the misdemeanor charge.
0: So a misdemeanor usually means up to a $1,000 fine and a year in Correct. jail. Right. Wow. All for walking outside, being a little upset. You know, normally sometimes when uh, some some of the advice of people that uh, would give you advice when you're angry would be that you should go and cool off. You should uh, go, d- get away from whatever it is, the task you said you were working exactly, on something exactly at the time. Exactly.
5: That's what I was trying to do. Yeah. Because yeah. in the past, I'd gotten upset and had a fight with my wife. And I said, you know, instead of me going having a fight with her, I'm going to take a walk around the block and blossom
0: See. Well, at least your marriage is still intact. Uh, so I guess you could look on the bright side there. <laughs> right.
2: We're still at the name, name-calling name stage. Yeah.
0: Wow, That's I'm sorry to hear statement. about that. That's got to be frustrating, and it is such a frustrating uh, system wherein they can just charge you with whatever they want to uh, because they don't like the way you look, and they don't like that you're not being obedient enough, or as you say, Mark, uh, contempt of cop, where you don't do everything that the cop tells you to do. You don't jump when he says jump, and you don't show ID when he demands that uh, that you see it. The uh, One of the activists up here was arrested recently for not showing identification. Curtis, who's been on this show a, a number of times, just sitting out on the beach. Enjoying himself, a campfire, and the cops had no idea. Illegal campfire. Well, they thought it, they said it was illegal, but uh, according to their website, it was legal. The cops had no idea who started that fire, and they asked him for identification. He didn't. He didn't want to show it to him, so they arrested him. So this isn't an unusual uh, situation, and it's just it's just so sad. It's just.
1: It it's reminds me depressing. of. The science fiction author Ray Bradbury, I believe it was in Fahrenheit 451 or one of his short stories, he had a story about crazy science fiction world where the guy is walking around outside his house at night and the cops, you know, uh, stop him and question him because he's not like every other normal American sitting in their parlor, as they said at the time, you know, watching television on their four giant walls of TV, Uh, you know, and here it is. The future is now, as they say. Where you you know an American is outside walking and holy crap what's the world's ending we got to find out what this guy's doing out here is he on the drugs that he's supposed to be or yeah. is he on the drugs he's not supposed to be on I mean you're not even supposed to have to talk to the police when they come up to you on the street
0: you weren't in a car you're just walking down the street it's supposedly a contact it's different from being pulled
1: over uh, but here you go I mean it's not <laughs> like he's you know dragging a TV with wires hanging you know running what would this cop have done <laughs> had you not spoken to him, him? I don't know. Maybe he would have left you alone, or maybe he would have tackled you.
2: Well, if he, char- if he charges him with some bullcrap uh, uh, charge, the cop gets away with it. Every time.
0: Jim, let us know, if you're not in the pokey, what happens. And I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Hey, uh, Fahrenheit 451, the temperature at which books burn, correct? correct. Well, we're going to talk about a book burning coming up here in a moment uh, by the U.S. military. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You take control. This is Free Talk Live.
7: Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crum had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crum is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neil Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigheadPress.com PK.
0: You want. Dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including our archives. Uh, Wiki, Shrine of Female Listeners, and more. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase. So it's simple. You just get your shopping done, get the stuff you need or the stuff you want, and get great prices, free Super Saver shipping, even buy used if you want over at amazon.freetalklive.com. Let's continue with your phone calls, and then coming up, a uh, book burning. Yeah, that's right. The The government of today is actually engaging in book burnings. Good old-fashioned book burning. Yep, we'll uh, tell you about that here in a little bit, and uh, we'll first go to the phones and the fun, though. It's Matt in Florida. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Puke and Mark.
6: Oh. Oh, good old book burnings. So. Yeah. <laughs> so what's up, Matt? Yeah, I'm, in, I'm in Gainesville, so I'm, all, I'm familiar with all these uh, Quran burnings and whatnot. Hmm. But um, anyway, uh, so we have, we're in the midst of uh, student government elections right now. And the way the University of Florida does things is awkward at best it's, they actually kind of run it on in terms of the national government in terms of having parties uh we have unite Party progress Party, you know all the cute little buzzwords that they like to use and uh um, socialist party <laughs> yeah, essentially yeah, you know and um the well basically they they have all their little recruiters bopping around on campus handing out propaganda and whatnot and I decided one day. I'm going to challenge this. I turned around and I said, I'm sorry, I don't support the the uh, the you know, the party system or whatever. And she said, okay, well, why not? I thought, all right, this, tra- this, you know, this trap has been dated. Very good. And um, I said, well, why should I? And she said, well, the Unite Party, blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay, not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the, the party system in general, the idea that there's only two points of view and things like that, the ideas of personal choice, personal responsibility, things like that. And and eventually gets to the point where she says that if I don't like the, co- the way the country is run, I should leave. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought that was pretty interesting coming from a someone as liberal as herself, but um, beside the point, um, it, it basically got down to the point that, they don't even realize that they're brainwashing people into accepting the fact that a party system is just the way things are done. Well, they're a still brainwashed. Well,
2: pardon? I, I'd like to jump in. I, I, a party system when when you're looking at the way that people are elected in the United States, and that is generally, uh, you know, several people run, and uh, the you know the winner is the guy with the most or the person with the most votes, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of system is going to lend itself to parties every single time until you because it, it, you know, people uh, are all about, uh, you know, dividing up work so that, uh, you know, experts deal with things. Uh, You don't want me doing your plumbing or your brain surgery. I really should handle sales and talk radio because those are the things I know how to do. So um, I I can't spend the kind of time that it takes to research all of the uh, the the people that are running. So parties make perfectly good sense because generally I agree with this party or generally I agree with that party. And I understand if there's a party that, you know, like you're, you don't feel that you're represented by your party because, well, heck, exactly. that's how most people feel. But <laughs> Exactly.
6: You, but, you can't agree entirely with a group of people. You cannot agree with everything that they have to say. It doesn't, it, you know, people don't work like that. It doesn't happen. Now, and the uh, only way that it does happen is when people have been brainwashed into believing one thing or the other.
2: So the um uh, you know th- that much is is true and I don't think there's I don't think as long as you've got the Constitution as it exists so uh, the way that uh, you elect people which is you know the person who gets the most uh, most votes is the one who wins you're you're going to have parties and that is a that is a reality of how the uh, the voting system works and you can choose to vote or not vote depending on what makes you happy it's, however if you uh, don't like the country and how it's run you should leave thing is a tacit <laughs> Uh, endorsement of violence because what you're saying is is that uh, you know the the system that we have in this country must be legitimate because it is the system that we have, and that the system that we have that that was you know existed previously in the country either under King George or under the Indians must have been bad because. Um, the people who used violence, or or good, you know, you can pick, you can pick uh, whatever you want, but if this system's legitimate, then the people that used violence to get this system must have been right in doing so and forcing everybody else who was around who uh, around them to, to go by that system. So it's okay. Essentially, what it means is if you kill enough people and threaten enough people that you can get what
0: you want and you'll be right when you do it.
6: Mm. Yep. So, so basically it. That- Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, so where is this going as far as your interaction with the uh, the party system on uh, on campus?
6: It, it, it's just completely bogus in terms of it, it it gets these young impressionable college minds to believe that the party system works. They believe the that before they came. Done, yeah. And it's saying, pardon?
2: They believe that before they came.
6: <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I think uh, enough, yeah. the problem with it, the party conditions system them, it conditions them to think though that, you know, since it's done in college, it, you know, that, and, it, and it works there. It must work out in the real world, too.
2: It does. Well, the what problem, you say?
1: Yeah, the problem I see with a, a party system is you shouldn't have a political system that's so complex that you need a party that's just, you know, go team. Um, if, if the government wasn't so complex, you could actually vote on candidates who could say, you know, I'm for uh, lowering taxes and for better judicial systems instead of saying that I want to uh, burn books or make sure gays can't get married or stop the illegals. You know, there's so many things that the government meddles in that they have to right. create parties because there's just too much crap to pay attention it's to. It's so pervasive
2: person. and so ubiquitous that there's no way you could possibly figure out what it's doing. If the government only handled, say, national defense, then you would vote for you know the party that uh, liked the kind of national defense you like. You know, I prefer bombers over tanks or whatever it yeah, is. The
1: candidates could argue for small things. that You wouldn't have a debate that lasted 12 months. <laughs> exactly, well, but we love going red share. team blue team but oh. well, that's really what it
0: 's all about isn 't it it's about just bringing it down to the lowest common denominator of uh, literally it 's my team versus yours because they don 't really have any principles. The parties don't really base their views on the issues on anything other than you know arbitrary decision. Um, pandering and that sort of thing uh, they're not... Yeah, and their views change all the time Right, right, so you never, you never really know uh, what it even means to be a Republican or a Democrat There's no real defining answer to that and so it really just comes down to mommy and daddy were in the Democrats. And so I'm a Democrat or, you know, so the reverse right. for, the, for the Republicans. You know,
2: people can switch for whatever reasons they switch. But
0: usually
2: the reasons that people switch is
0: because, because they don't like the, car, the party they're in. For some reason, they come to the conclusion that this party sucks. So what else, What other option do I have? The other party. There's
2: you know, there's there's cataclysmic situations where people um, mostly in the middle, the independent types will uh, switch back and forth. But I think that when people actually switch party affiliations, you're generally talking about somebody they love has convinced them in some way or another.
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if that's a, a I don't know what's the truth as far I don't as either. what reasons. I mean, we just had Salmon here last night who explained to us that he was disillusioned with the Republicans after they you know, refused to make any government smaller. So he decided he should join the Democrats and then later discovered he was disillusioned with them uh, as well. So I think a lot of people just switch out of uh, frustration and not knowing what else to do. Uh, Because that's our system. Anyway, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, Appreciate hearing from you, Matt. 800-259-9231 to David in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind?
6: Um, I'm hoping you don't wind up in the clink at all. Yeah, well, that'd be
0: nice, but too <laughs> but late.
2: What's now his choice to... is, um, basically, he's, he's in a real conundrum at this point. His choice is to give, uh, uh, what, $1,300 $1, to the to government, the yeah. and he is not very fond of those people and doesn't want to give them money, or he can go sit in their jail.
0: I don't want to sit in jail for 25 days either. Yep. And, uh,
2: you know, he, he's valuable to Free Talk Live, but sm- sort of more in a, an, an ethereal sense. We're still going to continue to make money, whether he's here or not. The show will continue to happen, whether he's here or not. Um, you know, obviously, uh, he he is the main voice, so it's it's a tough decision.
6: Yeah, well, that is a tough decision, I can tell. I was going to ask one other thing. Um, you were speaking
5: earlier, Mike, about a flurry of um, what was those motions. Uh, Motion yeah. that you'd get off the internet. I was just curious. Where do you get those from? That sounds really interesting. You can just pick them up off the internet. Well, you just
2: uh, you'd have to uh, you know search for what particular type you're looking for. If you're looking for a motion for change of venue, you'd have to to search for that and you'd you'd find one. Um, I personally have some some templates. And I, I was uh, New
0: Hampshire Clog N H uh, C L O G dot org, which is a website designed specifically for New Hampshire courts. Uh, if you, so if you're an activist up here, then it could be useful for you. Where also,
2: jurisdictionary. dot com can be very helpful in these things too, to know when and where to uh, to put those things in.
0: But there's some blank forms and things like that over at the uh, the New Hampshire Clog site, and it's a site that I think will be expanding over time as more people put input in uh, in there and so on and so forth. Um, so, yeah, you search around, you can find it. David, thanks for the thanks call a lot. Appreciate the, uh, the best wishes at 800-259-9231. <laughs> Hour number two is on the way. You take control. The book burning coming up. We'll tell you about it. Don't, Don't do, do that, live. Mark. we
8: Now tell me again how this country is the land of the free and the home of the brave. How would you like to use the power of mass media and popular culture to send an anti-statist message straight to the heart of middle America? It's easy to do. Just request this song on the radio. Hi, I'm John Ringer and let me tell you about my crazy idea. I wrote a song called My Country My Ass. I sent this song to over 600 radio stations nationwide. Then I made a web page with links for contact and email for all the radio stations. My goal is nothing less than to change the psychology of the entire country. But I can't do it alone. I need your help. All you have to do is use the Internet to request the song. Radio stations aren't like the government. They care what their listeners think. To request the song, just go to MyCountryMyAss.com. It's easy. That's MyCountryMyAss.com. This song is my message. Is it yours? Why don't you tell those jerks in Washington to stick their laws where the sun don't shine?
0: Launching into the second hour of the program, you can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com, and you will find the features there free. So head on over there and enjoy those. The main feature of the site allows you, the listener, to control the content of the site. If you're surfing about on the Internet and you find something you think our listeners would enjoy, you just submit it to freetalklive.com and then it pops up on our site other listeners can then vote as to whether or not they like your suggestion and the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website meaning we're more likely to see them and talk about them uh, so head on over get interactive at freetalklive.com coming up the book burning uh, the pentagon engaging in a book burning we'll explain to you what book and why but first your phone calls let's go to robert in louisiana robert you're on free talk live with ian puke and mark
5: uh, how y'all doing tonight?
0: Just super, Robert. What's on your mind?
5: I was just wondering, know if it's any way we could help you, maybe by sending you a donation to help keep you out of jail.
0: Yeah, I,
2: well,
5: I how would a donation that.
0: keep
2: you out of, keep him out of jail? Well,
5: no, no, toward the fine. That's what okay. I'm talking
2: about. He's he's got the money for the fine. He, it's it's whether or not he wants to give it to the government is really what it's uh, what it what it's all boils down to. I mean, everybody would like a little help with uh, with their fines. That's that's for sure, but. You know, I, I think that it's it's about a moral position whether or not he wants to give uh, give the money to the government. Well, right? it's
0: it's moral and practical, right? I mean, a, on one hand, I don't want to give them any money. On the other yeah. hand, twenty five days is a lot of damn. It's a time lot. To spend it's a jail. lot of
2: days to spend in jail.
0: So, so right, well, I appreciate yeah. the offer. Uh, thank you very much for that. If anything, if you, you know, want to do
2: that, the amp program is probably the best way to go. There's a one time
0: contribution uh, well, opportunity. It's What's not that? supposed to. The amp money's not supposed to go to get Ian out of jail. Oh, I guess um, you're right. But <laughs> you can support the Liberty Movement, right. and that would be a great thing to do. Give
1: some money to the CD Civil Disobedience Fund. Yes, the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. That uh, would have worked if Ian hadn't said anything. All these amp contributions suddenly come in. Uh-huh, Aha, <laughs> suckers! Uh,
0: would be great. And then that money will be will be going to other people that uh, that could use it. Because, like Mark says, I could you know I could afford to pay it. I just it's icky to me, and I I don't want to. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, thanks for that i anything wouldn't want else? to pay it either anything else you want to share
5: no sir that's all
0: thanks robert i appreciate that robert, thank you for the uh, referencing uh, the first hour words. of the show where we talked about how i was found guilty of criminal trespass among other things today for walking around the local jail which is something i've done countless times before at the other jail that was here and they built a new one and then they put up some no trespassing signs and so therefore that means that uh, i should spend 25 days in jail so it's a crazy, crazy system that we have here, and the sooner
1: people can get here to help out those who are in these situations, uh, the better. Oh, and here's, here's something I'd like to say. I found out that one of my photographs was apparently used as evidence uh, by the state against some people. So if you're a photographer and you're photographing events that might have signage in it, Photoshop something in that photograph before you release it. I will next
0: time. That way they can't. That way they 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 can't can't say it's
1: unaltered. I'm kind of curious, uh,
2: have they violated some kind of intellectual property law
0: by using
1: his uh, – I don't know, man. Probably not. They can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) At
0: one point, Sam was up there. Uh, Sam came up to help me out from ObscuredTruth.com in the second uh, trial for the – uh, the uh, failure to display plates. And he said, well, you know, ask him about copyright. And I, I didn't feel right about that. And I, I said something anyway about it, uh, and it, that didn't go anywhere. Because we figured, well, you know, I don't believe in copyright, but they do. So maybe they should respect their own copyright laws. But, yeah, it's, it's their system, right? Yeah. So they can do whatever they want. So yeah, next time, if, it, they want.
1: If, I, if I photograph any events and there's signs in it, I might put in a little, you know, a little FU or something, <laughs> government <laughs> uh, in the corner, uh, uh, nice and small. So. Yeah, because they're too lazy to go out and take their own
0: picture. They just used yours, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The story is from CNN.com, Where in Washington, the Department of Defense, your your former employer, puke, yay, uh, recently purchased, I love those, yeah, and no, no, destroyed don't. thousands of copies of an Army Reserve officer's memoir in order
1: to safeguard state secrets. So they purchased every single copy <laughs> of the first printing, thus guaranteeing a second printing. Uh, maybe it's brilliant. brilliant. Helping this guy
0: become a bestseller uh, And, you know, if anything This is the dumbest thing they can do,
1: right? Any because first-time author should pray That somebody buys every single copy And burns it, because yeah. holy crap The publicity this guy is getting That's
0: what I'm. That's exactly my point, is that This is incredibly great free publicity For this man's book. I mean, how many other people Would have heard of Operation Darkheart By Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Schaefer I mean, likely it would have made the rounds In the circles of the people that like war books And memoirs of, uh, of war guys but now it's got itself soldiers. a news story. Yeah, now he's made an international headlines here because they bur- burn his book. Uh, Pentagon spokes bureaucrat April Cunningham says, The Department of Defense decided to purchase copies of the first printing because they contained information which could cause damage to national security. In a statement to CNN, she said the defense officials observed the September 20th destruction of about 9,500 copies of the new memoir Operation Dark Heart. Schaefer, the author of the books, says he was notified Friday about the Pentagon's purchase. He said this to CNN, the whole premise smacks of retaliation. Someone buying 10,000 books to suppress a story in the digital age is ludicrous. Schaefer's publisher released a second printing of the book that it said incorporated some changes the government had sought while redacting other texts uh, that Schaefer told was classified. From single words and names to entire paragraphs, blacked-out lines appear throughout the book's 299 pages. So the second printing actually looks like a censored piece government of material. Government document. Well, See, that's it, good.
1: I'm glad they actually did that so you, you know, the, the, the so you people know purchasing up. it realize that, hey— look at what your government's doing right now they Freedom can put of speech right there. Now they can yeah, put a
0: yeah. say, a sticker on the front cover that says censored yeah censored by your local yeah.
1: federal government good job
0: uh, cnn obtained a memo from the department or defense intelligence agency uh, that stated <laughs> real flexible guys those are <laughs> In which uh, Lieutenant General Ronald Burgess claims the DIA tried for nearly two months to get a copy of the manuscript, Burgess said the DIA's investigation identified significant classified information, the release of which I've
1: determined could reasonably expect
0: it to cause serious damage to national
1: security. It's funny how the, the stories that always cause the most security or uh, national security damage is the stories that make the government and the army or the military look really bad.
0: No. In this case, now, Puke, you were having been in the military uh, for, what, four, six years? Something? Six years. Six years. If you release national secrets, isn't that some sort of an actionable thing? Like, yeah. why aren't they going after this guy instead of just trying to burn his book?
1: Yeah. It, I mean, it, if it was actual classified information, they do have a legal process to go after the guy.
0: It's, just, it's interesting that they, you know, they haven't chosen to do that considering the violence that uh, the government which normally it, would which use. Which is
1: why it leads it leads me to to believe that they're simply using that national security BS as an excuse to censor some sort of information that makes the military look really bad. But they just, yeah, they just don't They're like, just, you know, it's, it's just a PR campaign.
0: Schaefer's lawyer, again, the author's lawyer, Mark Zade, said earlier this month, the book was reviewed by Schaefer's military superiors prior to publication. He said there was a green light from the Army Reserve Command, but intelligence agencies apparently raised objections when they received copies of the book. The Pentagon contacted St. Martin's Press to convey its concerns over the release. According to the publisher, at that time, the first printings were just about to be shipped from the warehouse. Schaefer said he and the publisher worked hard to make sure nothing in the book would be detrimental to national security. When he says, when you look at what they took out in the second edition, it's lunacy, according to the author. The Pentagon said Schaefer should have have sought wider clearance for the memoir. He did it with the Army Reserve but not the larger Army and with the Department of Defense, so he did not meet the requirements under the oh, Department God. of Defense regulations for security review. One of the book's first lines reads, quote, Here I was in Afghanistan, Redaction, my job to run the Defense Intelligence Agency's operation out of Redaction, the hub for U.S. operations in-country. In chapter 15, titled, Tipping Point, 21 Lines Within the First Two Pages Are Blacked Out. In the memoir, Schaefer recalls his time in Afghanistan leading a black ops team during the Bush administration. The Bronze Star Medal recipient told CNN he believes the Bush administration's biggest mistake was the misunderstanding the culture there, apparently not the invasion itself. Oh,
2: yeah. The the, the Obama administration's really got the culture down now.
0: I don't know if he's saying that. He was just there during the Bush administration. Yeah. Yeah. so
2: <laughs> that 's going to be the problem of the Army all over i mean they don 't they don 't have to get the culture right you know uh,
0: at least one seller on the online auction site eBay claiming to have a first edition printing is selling it for an asking price of nearly two thousand. Dollars. Yes.
1: Exactly. That's another thing. They just made instant collectors. Mm-hmm. If I was that author, I'd be like, please send me a box of them first, so I can put them on eBay, oh, if make what, even more money. If I was
0: that, I'm author, sure they're
2: on. I'm sure you get a PDF of the original on online that's somewhere. What I if was going to
0: say, if I were him, I would. Oops, accidentally. Le- oh, how'd that yeah. get out there? Oh. oh, there's my first edition. Just hit the internet. Darn oops. that internet. We're coming up at Internet. 259 9231 Apparently, we still aren't a society here. The, uh, the government is not beyond a good old-fashioned book burning. You can take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live.
2: Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit 6 to 8 businesses in your area to accept Del Valley Silver rounds as barter currency and your wish is granted. You get paid and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com.
3: This is Talk
0: live, you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at eight hundred-two five nine ninety-two thirty-one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line one-eight hundred-two five nine ninety-two thirty one. You can join us on our website. You'll find a lot of stuff there. It's all free, including our bulletin board system. Go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners at BBS.freetalklive.com. That's BBS.freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio, it's Ian. This is puke. Admark. and again, join us on the phones eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We'll go back to the phones and the fun here in a moment.
2: If you've ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney, JurisDictionary dot com is a course for for you. It's it's for people without a, a lawyer who know what what it takes to win, who need to know what it takes to win, and for people with lawyers that want to minimize legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what their lawyer should be doing. It works for plaintiffs defendants it costs less than an hour with any good lawyer and it's so easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four cd course in a single weekend you can get it at It was created by a veteran 24 year case winning attorney who wants to show people how to protect themselves from other members of his profession it's com.
0: so we're going to continue taking your phone calls frank is in new york frank you're on free talk live
9: uh, good evening, gentlemen.
0: Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah,
9: I wanted to say that I think the publisher really has a windfall with the government buying the books, because uh, normally a book like that would uh, maybe be reviewed in the New York Times if it's politically significant. If not, it'll be reviewed in you know lesser uh, art- lesser newspapers, you right. know, in the book section. However, uh, a book like that would probably. Have a list price of thirty dollars or thirty-two dollars. Then it would be slashed at Barnes and Nobles to fifteen. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time it, by the time you know a year from now, it would end up on the publisher's remainders list, where they'd be giving it away for three dollars or a dollar. And uh, so, in a sense, the publishers lucked out. I mean, this was like a yeah, they a sold windfall. all their copies. They get they yep. they demand their total retail cost per book the. Pentagon, with endless tax dollars to squander, you know, writes a big check. And uh, then they bring out a second version of the book with uh, half the book redacted, which means less uh, text material to be printed. And uh, anyone with any smarts could go to the Library of Congress and look for the original, since everyone deposits two, uh, at least one book pre-publication. The publishers demand that, as does the Writers Guild. Of America, and then uh, two copies of the uh, finished work.
1: I wonder if they so, were well, uh, Do you suppose they also destroy the that version? of
9: Congress? And I wouldn't be surprised if someone downloads it and it goes out everywhere. And uh, it's very interesting what what's called national security very often isn't. And you it's know, usually
1: just, national PR,
9: we, exactly. And basically, you know, a, 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 an honest criticality of the quagmire in Afghanistan and Iraq uh, would not necessarily be a threat to national security, but it would be a threat to the prestige of the military. And uh, so in a sense, I think we have to really redefine what is national security. And uh, because, you know, anything with national security means that uh, mistakes can be covered up and, Everyone has immunity when we stamp that on, and mm-hmm. the law doesn't have to be followed if it's a matter of national security. Yeah, what
0: I found was interesting about this book burning, uh, this confiscation by the uh, the Pentagon in this case, the Department of Defense just taking 10,000 copies of this, uh, this book or 9,500 copies of it. Uh, they're buying it. I found it interesting that they didn't just swoop right in and just take them all. Exactly. I mean, and if it
9: was a matter of national security, they would do that. They would arrest the publisher. They would arrest the uh, director of the publishing house.
0: And probably then they wouldn't would have a multi
9: million dollar legal uh, engagement that would. Yeah, maybe uh, that's demand... why they
0: didn't, was because right. they didn't want to have to go to court over it. If they could just buy up all the copies, Well, then... the point
9: is if it was really a matter of national security, then. It would go through litigation, and it would also be great publicity. Remember Daniel Ellsberg with the Pentagon Papers?
3: From the 70s.
9: Parts were leaked. Then one of the publishers published the Pentagon Papers. Then they went through a whole legal thing with the government, with high-priced attorneys. And ultimately, the New York Times won on that, or the Washington Post. I forget Mm -hmm. whoever uh, did the printing. And then the books came out after that, and the publishers made out like bandits. And, you know, uh, that was basically it. And uh, in a sense... When I look at Ellsberg and the Pentagon Papers in this, there is a similarity. It was sort of after everyone had de- determined that uh, all was lost. And it's also interesting how this book is coming out after Petraeus uh, you know, made his critical assessment of Afghanistan and Iraq. And then he was brought back in mysteriously to uh, take over again. I mean, it's kind of comical. And the parallels with Vietnam, for your older listeners like myself that remember that. There are a lot of them. uh, They're profound. And as I said, it's uh, sort of the same script. But you are right. If it were really a matter of national security, they would have confiscated the work. They would have arrested the people. It would have been a big to-do.
0: The author would have been arrested for the... Absolutely, but also the
9: publisher. The publisher and then the person who's the head of the publishing house the whole bit it would have been a very interesting it's all very curious it's it's kind of uh it it says something about these times and uh all i can say is this to all the young people that are unemployed coming out of high school or university better not to go into the military and become cannon fodder or to acquire depleted uranium in your lungs uh just sort of sit it out and learn from your elders the people that uh had gone through Vietnam, either in combat or those that protested it. One lesson after that, no one of that generation ever trusted the government. Good advice,
0: Frank. Don't join the military. And thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Sam is on the line in New Hampshire. Hello, Sam.
10: Hey guys, Uh, I heard a full interview with this Anthony Schaefer guy and uh, I just wanted to add a couple things. This is the the guy that
0: wrote the book that was uh, purchased by the Pentagon and then uh, set ablaze, presumably?
10: Correct. Now, from what I understood, he was in uh, Black Ops and doing all the secret stuff. Before 9 11, he was running this program called Able Danger, where they did a huge data mining operation and it turned up active terror cells. Uh, some of which were reportedly connected to the 9-11 hijackers, uh, but the the intel was never acted on. The 9-11 commission never looked at it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what's in this book, he's, he's stated publicly that everything that's in there has been released publicly already. So there's no classified information. What he did, I think, that was so novel or what the Pentagon feels threatened by is he was able to take all of these disparate news stories here and there and the bits and pieces of public information that have been released and tie it together to to tell the story of how screwed up things really are. And so that's what they're trying to do is really save themselves from embarrassment.
0: Mm-hmm. Instead, so, they've embarrassed themselves by engaging in a book. Right, right. <laughs> well,
10: <and> further <laughs> they've embarrassment. Made, they've made a huge PR deal out of it, yeah. and the book's going to get far more attention than it ever sure. would have if they would have just let it be released. Yeah,
2: and so. this is the thing the authorities just can't get. Is you know now with the the it's the information age, and you can't control the information. When you try to, you make a bigger mess than you would have before. It's uh, the Barbara
1: it, Streisand effect.
2: Yeah, it's it, it, it's. It just doesn't work.
0: Why is it the Barbara Streisand effect?
1: Because somebody claimed that there was, I think it was Streisand herself, at some point claimed that there was a photograph or somebody could see her super mansion or house. And after she complained about it in the media, then everybody knew about it. What was this on and Google so, Earth or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something Google like Street that. Q? So after after she complained about it, then everybody Had knew to go see it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that they could see her house. And that. for for whatever reason, yeah. now it's called the Streisand effect. And until you draw attention to it yourself, nobody knows about it. But after you right. do, then you everybody knows. You can't keep so it under wraps. Keep your point. mouth shut. Yeah. Uh, Sam, I know you
0: were calling back for another reason. Hang on. We'll bring, back, uh, bring you back. This is Free Talk Live. You take control.
2: Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the porcupine realtor, will help you find the perfect property.
11: Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property.
2: Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com.
0: Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. Talk live. You can bring up what you want if you dial in toll-free. The number is 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site, including listening options, broadband version of the show, dial-up version. we got them both. Plus, uh, you got listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. So all of those options allow you to listen in to the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock. And they're brought to you by qualityrentals.com. Now, by the way, don't Quality forget to rental. Go- Oh, excuse me uh, go to listen.freetalklive.com in order to uh, avail yourself of those
2: that's right uh, the folks over there at quality Rental, the uh, principal Jim freshette uh, they're such big supporters of free talk live that they wanted to bring the listen page to you so it's listen.freetalklive.com. and if you're happen to be living in or you know having a party in the southern New England area that's uh, you know Rhode Island Massachusetts Connecticut southern New Hampshire that kind of thing uh, you know they they're the people to handle the, the tents, the, the the chairs, all that stuff that you can get from a, a rental place, they've got it there. QualityRental.com.
0: All right, let's continue here with your call. Sam from the Obscured Truth Network is with us at ObscuredTruth.com. Hello there, Sam. What's on your mind tonight?
10: Hey, guys. So I wanted to share a few observations from uh, your court tr- uh, cases today and the disorderly uh, 12 trials and so forth. Um, the trespassive the 12. First trespass of 12 yes. yes thank you uh one of the things you guys just recently touched on i think in the last segment was about the copyright thing and ian i'm i'm with you on that i don't believe in copyright uh what we're experiencing is a, just a massive availability of information in the same on the same magnitude as like the printing press uh changed and altered the fundamental way society functions i mean it took the power away from the churches and I think the internet and the freely available information is taking away the power from government, and so that's the this sort of uh, societal change that I think humanity is sort of working to evolve towards its its next stage, whatever that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think it's it's a way to sort of monkey wrench and throw things into their uh, little process to to sort of screw it up, and. Uh, The point that I brought up is that they were using your video uh, that they downloaded off the Internet, and they never went and got permission from you to use the video or to uh, display it commercially. And we've seen the copyright laws grow so crazy that, like, churches can't even, if they're open to the public and they have a movie night, they can't even play movies without paying these ridiculous fees to the so-called copyright holders. Uh, just to their to their churches, so it's gotten that ridiculous. But yet here, government is ripping stuff off the internet and uh, playing it in court and using it for a, a public presentation like that. And so,
0: well, I, I mean, they did, use... did point out that uh, it was publicly available and that you know yeah, they're
2: not. Well, commercial. so are their laws. But I believe that it wasn't at the state of Oregon that was uh, going to copyright its own laws. Yeah, so That you true. couldn't write them down.
10: That was, uh, that was Burke's claim after you did end up making the objection. And what Burke said is, well, that's, this was publicly available on the internet. Uh, that's not my understanding of copyright law. Well, that means that he, what he's basically saying there is if it's publicly broadcast, then all copyright uh, uh, protections are eliminated. So that means like if somebody puts a, a television show, a sitcom, on TV where it's publicly available and broadcast out to the masses, then that loses all copyright protection, which anybody can tell you that's completely ridiculous. Indeed. So he this is the guy, by the way, who's interpreting the law to make sure everything's fair, yeah. and that's his, his flawed understanding of just basic copyright protection. So, you know, that was one thing I thought that was pretty telling. Um, something else that happened, uh, what was it? Um, shoot, it escaped me. Uh, Notes. It was, Notes help. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. It, uh Oh, gosh.
0: Whenever you're calling a talk radio show, it's easy to lose your train of thought. So it's always a good idea to jot down a few things in advance before you uh, you make the call.
10: I that do if I'm always, calling,
0: uh, yeah. you know, some other show.
10: All right. Yep, I got it. Uh, Mark, you have said before that it's it's uh, you know when people bring up it's it's about the Constitution, and uh, you have said, well, no, it's not really. It's about the people's interpretation of the Constitution.
3: Yes. And
10: one of the things that was brought up today is. The uh, the statutes say that you know you have to be personally informed to uh, to leave the premises in order for uh, this, the statutory requirements to be met for criminal trespass. Mm-hmm. And uh, what and and you know I think Ian or several people made the point that I was not personally informed. And then the prosecutor went over and said, "Well, there's a Supreme Court decision that says." Uh, you know, you don't. You can be informed as a group; that you don't have to be personally informed. And that's when, like what you've said, really sort of hit home. And people say, "Oh, we're a nation of laws." Well, no, that's ridiculous. That's the propaganda doublespeak. speak. What we are is a nation of opinions based on statutes.
0: Meaning,
2: I mean, the opinions really, of the
0: men in dresses. It sounds
2: it yes. sounds to uh, the obvi- same to
10: obvi- them. Obvi- I'm Supreme sure. Court. And I think we need to sort of change that language and get that idea out there and into people's heads because people believe that you can read the laws. And and what they're actually expecting you to do is not only read all of their laws and statutes and things, but then also read all of the Supreme Court court decisions decisions and decipher which ones apply to which laws and then which ones override each other and yeah, so it 's crazy, and then you can understand the law okay, it 's so, so
0: crazy, no excuse it is so beyond the reach of uh, of any individual. it is just mind bogglingly insane. I mean just looking at the uh, the appeal paperwork is frustrating and, and difficult, and you know they want fees from people, and i 'm not going to pay the fees. For their uh, for their appeals, uh, you know, and in uh, and, and, and their own laws, it says, of course, this, we're going to probably run into this issue again when we file the appeals. Dale uh, is going to come over after the show tonight. We're going to work on this because he's uh, facing the same charges as, uh, as I am. And uh, in the the appeal paperwork, it says you've got to spend you know one hundred fifty dollars for the appeal. Plus, if you need a transcript, that's going to be another four hundred and fifty dollars. So right there, you're already over five five hundred bucks. Uh, just you know six hundred bucks just to uh, to file the appeal. And I'm not. It's not s- uh, clear to me whether or not you need to order the transcript if that's for you or for you're paying for the court to have a transcript of the uh, the engagement. I'm I'm not clear on that. But either way, it's hundreds of dollars. It doesn't really matter if you're clear or not. No, right. And and so uh it, so. In order to avoid the fee, you have to fill out this. So they want you to fill out this motion for a waiver of the fee, and then this affidavit, affidavit of assets and liabilities, where they give, where you give them all your financial data. But in their own oh, yeah. uh, in their own New Hampshire Constitution, it states that justice should be provided uh, for for free. And so I, you know, ideally we should be able to just cite that portion of the Constitution and say, yeah, we're not going to pay the fee because of this, and I'm not going to fill out your form. But in the very last line of the New Hampshire Constitution portion about uh, the justice being available free, it does say conformably to the laws. So it's very likely that they're just (laughs) going to come back and say, well, yeah, it's free as long as you do what we say. And, you know, you tell us how much money's in your bank account and all all this other You just can't believe the crap they
2: write down in their own laws. They interpret them the way they want. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous.
0: It is ridiculous. And so pretty much yeah, and, go ahead
10: oh, oh and the, the last thing i found that was really noteworthy was in your uh, the driving one with the shire license plate on the car um one of the objection, or you started asking about, you know, international plates and how do they handle that, and the judge said, we're not going to talk about anything, uh, we're not going to have anything about the Shire, no questions, or basically, he took that off the table. Yeah, and he could
0: threaten me with contempt uh, for even bringing it up. Called it frivolous. Yeah,
10: and then you made the objection, okay, that's fine let's strike all references of the Shire from the record, which would include the pictures of the license plate where they made sure to point out that they, they said Shire on them, and the videotape that they used where they made sure to point out he's talking about the Shire in there. So doing so would have decimated their case, but of course they, what they did instead was to say, oh no, no, you just can't talk about it. Yeah. So the state was allowed to present all this evidence related to the Shire, and then you were threatened with contempt if you talked about it, and they didn't go back and strike it from the record, which is just, it violates one of the maximums of, uh, of their system. I mean, it's such a joke what's going on in there. But the thing that is encouraging is I was sitting in the back. We had a new, uh, one of the new families that have moved here to the Keene area, had their three kids there. They're sitting in the back row. The judge comes in, all rise, and they didn't even give it a second thought. That's got to be scary to these bureaucrats looking out.
0: Yeah, the, with the kids not following the, uh, the order to all rise. <laughs> Fantastic! Hey, thanks, uh, Sam. We've got, to, we've got to look on the bright side wherever it is, and I thank you for the call tonight. Hopefully uh, more people will get here sooner rather than later to help change this because it's madness. 800-259-9231. You can learn more at freestateproject.org about what we're doing. This is Free Talk Live. I
4: was just listening to this here podcast. I heard over this station I've been working, they're t- talking about like freedom and stuff like that, and I was just listening to this thing. They were talking about this verbal surgery thing, well, I went over there and I checked it out, and I, I tell you the, sent- the, the honest, God-off truth, when I listened to that thing, I completely changed my accent. It was an astonishing thing that suddenly I became like an African again, and I wasn't knowing which direction I was in, because verbal surgery, he'll take you there and back.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And don't forget, if you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country, bringing more internet listeners on board with the show, uh, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com. And get signed up there. You can use any major credit card. Uh, you can use PayPal or some alternative options. It's all there. And you get perks, too. Uh, you get the access to the AMP-only call-in lines, uh, access to the AMP-only podcast and forum and more. Go get the details. Get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. You know, I mentioned uh, recently that we had a story about the aliens apparently uh, saving us. Did you know that the, the, the apparently... the We've been visited by uh, the extraterrestrials. I mean, people have been talking about this for a long time, and this isn't the Art Bell show, but nonetheless, this made uh, some pretty big headlines, uh, at least over in the, the UK. Oh, I get
1: visited by aliens at least once or twice a month. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't you guys? I, I, no, I, not that I know of. Maybe
0: they've just wiped my memory
1: effectively. Maybe enough. I've said too much.
0: Well, according to the Telegraph, uh, a British, they have, a, aliens have landed, infiltrated British nuclear missile sites, and have deactivated the weapons, according to U.S. military pilots. Awesome. So, right. yeah, it's great news. I mean, they're actually coming in and saving us from ourselves. Instead um, of
1: probing people in the anus, they're turning off nukes. I think it's fantastic. they turn the other cheek. I,
0: I would like to see the aliens come and do this to every single nuclear uh, device in the entire world. Wouldn't that be just wonderful? Well, except for the power plants.
1: I like those. Yeah, those are useful.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the
2: I, ones that go boom. I don't trust them to, uh, to do it. You don't yeah. trust them? You never met them. Well, I don't trust them to do the work. That's for one of the reasons. That, that partially is the reason. I mean, if they'd come and do a job interview for this, I'd be happy to come. Well, I mean, them. come
1: on. They traveled through interstellar space and time. I think they know how to deactivate a nuke. Yeah, made they've by got a their ass together.
0: I just don't trust them to do them all. The beings have repeated their efforts in the United States and have been active since 1948, say the men and accused uh, respective governments of trying to keep the information secret the unlikely claims were compiled by six <laughs> former us airmen and another member of the military who interviewed or researched the evidence of 120 ex military personnel the information they've collected suggests that aliens could have landed on earth as recently as 7 years ago the men's aim is to press two governments to recognize or press the two governments to recognize the long standing extraterrestrial visits as a fact they were to be presented on Monday, that was a couple of days ago, in a meeting in Washington. One of the men, Captain Robert Salas, said, quote, the U.S. Air Force is lying about the national security implications of unidentified aerial objects at nuclear bases, and we can prove it. <laughs> he said he witnessed such an, uh, such an event firsthand in 1967 on March 16th. At Malmstrom Air Force Base in Montana, which housed Minuteman nuclear missiles. He said, I was on duty when an object came over and hovered directly over the site. The missiles shut down. Ten Minuteman missiles and the same thing happened at another site a week later. There's a strong interest in our missiles by these objects wherever they come from. I personally think they're not from planet Earth. Others claims to have seen similar activity in the United Kingdom. Colonel Charles Halt said he saw a UFO at the former military base RAF Bentwaters near Ipswich thirty years ago, during which he saw beams of light fired into the base and then heard on the military radio that aliens had landed inside the nuclear storage area. <laughs> He said, quote, I believe the security services of both the United States and the United Kingdom have attempted both then and now to subvert the significance of what happened at uh, the military base by the use of well-practiced methods of disinformation. The site was then the base of the Tactical Fighter Wing for the United States military. Uh, Captain Bruce Fenstermacher, a former U.S. Air Force officer, also claims he saw a cigar-shaped UFO hovering above a nuclear base in Wyoming in 1976. So are they just um, old guys that are looking for a, you know, a little publicity to sell a book, uh, nah. perhaps? I did, you know a book is not mentioned here; they are apparently just they don 't
2: mention what the aliens look like or anything like that. these just objects the, what would the their
1: motivation leader? be? What do they care that would be my question what do the aliens care yeah what do the aliens what the, why why would they why maybe, not maybe they don't want
2: the little ants
0: or. on uh, planet Earth to destroy themselves uh, with nuclear bombs maybe they put it's, so
2: much work in getting us uh, you know up to this point that they they don't that's want true.
1: to <laughs> they did see the evolution i I remember that. Maybe so. it's like a an, an intergalactic mercy mission. They're
0: coming to uh, to intervene. Sort of
1: like the day the Earth stood still. You know, not the, familiar with it. I've oh, seen. and that that film, uh, which they just recently remade and was crap. I heard that um, the in the original one, was it Klatu or whatever? Basically, aliens visit Earth and they say, either you stop. Nuclear weapons, or or in the new one, it's global warming, or we're going to destroy you, or some crap like that. It's basically they come to warn all of humanity that if we don't stop what we're doing now, we're all going to die.
0: Yeah, so that's, maybe that's it what sounds a doing, lot this. like
1: that, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's just kind uh, of may, interesting. Maybe
1: these guys saw that movie and thought, hmm, I'm going to drink myself a whole lot of booze and then think up a crazy story. <laughs> Well, right. I mean, you've got nothing I'm else. I'm incredulous. Sorry. Right. You've,
0: you've nothing else beyond the claims of these men uh, as to as far as what happened. The guy claims that they shut down 10 missiles after the object hovered directly over the site. Right. And well, he says that he He's former
2: captain. They can prove that it happened. So – Yeah, you know, I want to I mean, see this proof. I, I, I want to see the proof, certainly, but – you know, I, I I don't know. I, I it it just all seems so unlikely to me. I know did, there are a lot of people out there that believe in this stuff. My father was certainly one of them. Was uh, very into the like the like to tell the stories about aliens and seeing lights. Did in the he sky have his own story like
0: as far as he light. had
2: his own story about a light in the sky? Yeah. Oh, that's not much. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I I can't say my Bigfoot story is very good either, but uh, I got one.
1: I think the aliens probably just got tired of uh, you know mutilating cattle and and doing the butt probes. Yeah, and uh, like so it's now they are moving on while. to uh, you know screwing with guys and their nuclear weapons, and after that they're going to start making TVs fuzzy and you know something else.
0: There's an update
2: These here. Are, TVs been fuzzy for a long time. Well, they're going
1: to make them fuzzy again. I
2: see. To Anger the
0: populace. WTSP.com. dot uh, com. It's a they're reporting on the press conference now that happened on uh, on Monday. The former Air Force personnel testifying to the existence of UFOs, a UFO researcher. From Albuquerque, uh, organized the National Press Club meeting, said more than 120 former service members had told him they'd seen unidentified flying objects near nuclear uh, weapons storage and testing grounds. Uh, Robert Salas again claiming that uh, he saw them become these uh, missiles, uh, 10 of them become inoperative. And uh, several U.S. Air Force personnel reported seeing strange metallic object hovering in, uh, you know, over this particular base. Speaking at the meeting on Monday, retired colonel said from the Air Force that in December of 1980, when he was deputy base commander at RAF Bentwater, strange lights in the forest were investigated by three patrolmen. He said they reported approaching a triangular craft, approximately three meters on a side, dark metallic in appearance with strange markings. That's just a little fighter pilot there. They were observing it for a period of time, and then very quickly and silently vanished at high speed. Two nights later, Halt investigated another sighting near the base when he was told by the base commander that it's back. He found indentations in the ground, broken branches, and a low-level background radiation. He and his team also witnessed various lights moving silently you think silently they'd be able the to sky? figure out how to
2: move at the speed of light without radiation, for God's sake. <laughs> I mean, that's not that's not good for you. And they're worried about nuclear bombs. Good Lord, yeah. they're leaving
0: mm. radiation wherever they go. He and his team also witnessed various Sloppy. lights moving silently in the sky, one of which was shedding something like molten metal. Another shined a beat, uh, beam of light down toward he them. He saw Terminator 2. this was in 1980
2: so (laughs) well but the story
0: comes out now uh i see where you're coming from the incidents were never officially explained several of the ex-service members speaking on monday said they'd brought their concern of such appearances to superiors and were told that it was top secret or that it didn't happen hastings suggested the presence of such phenomena means that aliens were monitoring our weapons and perhaps warning us as a sign to washington and moscow that we were playing with fire uh, Hastings predicted a paradigm shift in the mindset of humanity owing to the existence of alien life, saying that traditional institutions such as religions, governments, and other social institutions may be threatened by what is coming. That's just the logical consequence of what is about to occur. What that means, what he's alluding to, I am not right. quite certain. He
2: sees the triangular craft in the wo- craft in the woods and he knows what's about to occur. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, this is a big logical leap here. You know, I
1: learned recently that... Uh, Fighter pilots uh, drink a particular alcohol called Jeremiah Weed after every successful, successful mission. So maybe all these uh, Air Force personnel are just drunk and or on something else. That's my theory.
0: It's an I'm unusual sure. claim, though, right? I mean, normally it's just when it comes to the alien claims that it's just somebody seen some lights in the sky or... Uh, because they've, be made an, because bizarre.
2: A, they've made an unusual claim, you think it makes it more credible?
0: No, I know. I'm not saying it's it's more credible necessarily, but it's an interest. It's an interesting claim. You just like to believe it. The aliens were coming in and shutting down nuclear missiles. And yeah. why did they stop? If it's true that they were doing it, why did they stop in 1980 or or whatever? Why aren't they're they?
1: are just not telling us. Or now. if they were really going to stop it, why didn't they zap the the nukes and make them disappear, transport them to the center of the sun or something, get rid of them entirely? That would be useful. Why
2: didn't they take the president and transport him to the center of the sun? Then you would. I think less nuclear problem. Probably
1: just poor workmanship on. Whoever made these nukes with, for the government. I tell you, I could have used their help today in court if they would have just transported
0: Judge Burke out. Oh, of there. that'd be awesome. That would have been great. Uh, all right, so uh, more coming up. Hour three's on the way. You can take control of the airwaves at 800 259 9231. This is Free Talk
4: Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long.
0: Is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free at 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACLE CAI toll free line. 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features on the site they're free so head on over there you'll see the main feature actually allows you the listener to control the content of the site you find something online submit it to uh the website if you think it's pretty cool you think our other listeners will enjoy seeing it you submit it and then other listeners get to vote on whether they like or dislike your submission and you get to vote on things as well and the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com so head on over there get interactive uh joining you tonight in the studio it's ian and Puke. And Mark. And we go to your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Then Puke's going to tell us about uh, why people like spicy foods, or at least the people that like spicy foods, why they like them. Because why do we love pain? Not everybody does. We'll come back to that. A lot
1: of people
12: do, though. Yep.
0: And, uh, but first, we talk to Matt in Illinois. He's on the Ampline. Hello, Matt.
12: Good evening, gentlemen.
0: Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Matt?
12: The last hour, you ended the hour by talking about uh, UFOs. Yeah. and it's interesting to me that that what you brought out was very very old news and some of the most well documented incredible witnesses of those events particularly the bentwater uh event in um, in england where there's actually uh recordings the 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 recordings of the the soldiers talking over the uh over the uh, walkie-talkies, as this was going on, that you can actually find those uh, online. You can hear them. There's a there's a whole book that was written about that particular event.
1: Hmm. I'm disappointed, Ian. You're not up on all of your UFO history. I'm not a UFO guy. I just saw the story in the news, and uh, <laughs>
0: right. I saw that you know they were allegedly shutting down nuclear devices, and I thought that's a cool twist on the whole yeah, UFO. Yeah, I never that's heard of this stuff awesome. before either. So.
12: That also came out years and years ago, and um, I, I, it has to be at least 10 years ago that I heard about those incidents. And those are also incidents where there were several witnesses, and they were high, highly credible witnesses.
1: So what are what are the current UFO events that are in the news? Are there any? Well, uh, like maybe that thing in it, Mexico City? I
12: mean, the, the most credible one, uh, there's, there's a couple... Uh, would have been the incident in the late 90s in uh, Mexico City where over 100,000, 200,000 people saw the, the lights and saw the UFOs. And yeah, I think I recall that one. one. Right. There's the one in Phoenix, the Phoenix lights. That's another one where a uh, whole bunches of people saw the UFO um, and described it. And then several nights later, the military actually sent out planes and had them launching uh, uh flares and people said they saw that too and they could tell that they were flares and they they knew the difference between the UFOs and the flares. You so won't fool us again, with your flares? Again, <laughs> yeah. That again was a highly credible uh, lots and lots of witnesses highly credible and the um the, the mayor of Phoenix came out later and had this stunt and I mean they really, really tried to um make those events uh, to play them down and make them look like it was just a bunch of crackpots that had seen these. Mm-hmm. Um but what's interesting is is it, what in in my mind is why they would march these out now. And there's an interesting and this is this is like a forecast. There's an interesting theory reading some of the uh higher up some of the people that are supposedly the elite the Bilderbergers which you guys know because you guys are paid by them. Um <laughs> <laughs> but they they are saying that okay, the next big thing, the next big enemy that they're going to bring out, that they're going to march out to try to you know keep these wars going and to keep them making the money and stuff like that, and to keep the the regular folk us uh, common folk afraid, is the alien threat.
1: Full disclosure, I get paid by the <laughs> Schnurgenburgers.
12: <laughs> right. Well, so so the the thing is is I mean, and this is again you know. This is all conjecture now. I'm in the I'm in the realm of conjecture. But the conjecture is this: the uh, the military and uh, the the elites have a, um, holographic technology. They can make very very realistic looking things, like appear in the sky or wherever they want. Really. And
2: this is conjecture.
12: This is this mm. is all conjecture. Uh, That's what this I'm just giving you the conjecture because it'll be deep, interesting to see how this plays out. And the conjecture is that they will uh, show these things, uh, project them, try to convince uh, people that we're being invaded or that there is a threat so that they can maintain their power.
1: What if it's just Batman? <laughs> they just need Batman.
12: Well, you know, maybe Batman's one of the booger uh-huh. But He does have a lot of money. <laughs> so so right. basically,
0: it's, it seems like it's a strange claim, Matt, that you're making here, that they're going to project something in the sky to uh, induce fear in the population. Wouldn't they also have to use a death ray on some folks to actually get people scared? Or just the idea that there's some sort of holographic mirage is going to be enough to get people to uh, re-embrace their their need for government? Uh, really? They could
12: combine the two if they have that kind of a weapon, huh? Yeah, you're right here. Okay. Uh, they could combine the two if, if they indeed have the type of weapon. Well, and just just to be, you know, just, just to well, – but I'm not the one that's uh, making this conjecture. It's not something that I put together. This is something that uh, – conjectures that I've heard other people.
1: Well, the military uh, does have some pain oh, rays right. and microwave and sound wave beam things, so they're getting pretty close to that.
0: Who would really believe? I mean, who would really believe that the U.S. military could somehow protect us from some sort of marauding force of aliens? I
3: mean, the
12: idea that these—go ahead. If you've got people that are uneducated and and and, you know scared enough, they're going to believe anything. They're going to be going, oh, but you've seen. Give up our rights, and we've got to let these people uh, uh, do this, so that 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 we, you know, don't have these aliens, so what are they going to do now if, um, you know, here I am, I'm just a normal everyday guy, I'm either, I'm nobody special, I haven't been studying this stuff or anything that much, I've only read a couple of few books.
3: If it
1: bleeds, we can on, kill this it. Is
12: very limited.
1: I'm sorry? I said if it bleeds, we can kill them. Well, you saw so what I, Godzilla right, right.
2: did to the fighter planes, I mean, he just snatched them right out of the sky.
1: Well, that's true, he's really big, but... If they're they're human-sized, well, I got a 12-gauge for that. Thanks, Matt. I
0: appreciate the thoughts and the call tonight, and thank you uh, for it. 800-259-9231. It seems like they are already using aliens Mm -hmm. to scare people, and they're they're calling them illegal aliens.
1: (laughs) Um, Speaking of— That's happening,
0: and and that is their enemy.
1: Speaking of aliens or UFOs, I— I've seen two really interesting trailers for upcoming films, one called Skyline, about uh, an alien invasion, and basically it takes place around Los Angeles, where the the humans are fighting that, and the other one is called Monsters, which is about, uh, essentially, Mexico is invaded by these giant tentacled critters, and... There's like sort of like a giant demilitarized zone where all the aliens are at and you got to keep out. Check those uh, trailers out online, Monsters wow. and Skyline. They look I, quite I, fascinating in the trailers anyways.
0: I have not heard of either of them, but I did see uh, District 9 not too long. I think it was District that,
1: 9. Yes. District
0: yeah. 9 is an excellent film. Pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It was one of those kind of uh, indie films that
1: blew up pretty big. Mm. Uh, not a huge budget, but they did a good job. And you, Actually, there's some, some pretty good liberty themes in that film as well. Yeah, a little bit here, yeah, a little. Some I mean, decent nothing, ones. I mean, it's no, it's no libertarian,
0: right? Nothing that hits you over the head or anything like that. Plus,
1: their use of authentic South African weaponry.
0: But the, uh, I, the yeah, I like the, that. The, <laughs> the 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 main character in the film is a bureaucrat, and he is mm-hmm. a nasty, a nasty man. And he goes through a bit of a nasty change. Yeah,
1: he does get his comeuppance <laughs> when he turns into the alien. Oh,
0: you're not supposed to give it away.
1: Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. All right. If it's been six months, you haven't seen the film. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like really, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, at one point, do you not talk about a film anymore? Uh, wasn't Gardner giving a spoiler alert for Planet of the Apes, the original one here uh, one night? Did I you mean, know that Darth Lord.
1: Vader, Darth Vader is Luke's father? Holy crap. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, didn't you say something during one of the
0: breaks, Mark, that Star Wars is going to, you had a Star Wars guest on the show last night, and now I guess the news broke, no, excuse me, it was Johnson that told me, uh, that uh, I guess Lucas is going to be 3 Dizing the original Star Wars. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> raping your childhood yet again.
2: I don't know that that's a great idea, really. Well, No,
0: I saw Alice in Wonderland in 3D, and it's my understanding they actually shot it in 2D. So I guess there's some yeah. sort of a process.
1: Well, but it, it doesn't look as good. It's like no. looking at two photographs at different distances yeah. instead of actual 3D like Avatar. The entire right. film is in an actual three-dimensional computer
3: scape.
0: But I'm sure it'll be enough to get a whole bunch of people out to spend All more those money. Oh, those nerds are going to go in droves. <laughs> Damn your right. nerds. More coming up. You take control at 800 259 9231. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800 259 9231. This is Free Talk Live. Hey,
11: everybody. Scott Horton here for FreedomCam.net. From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers have become law enforcement. The old doctrines of minimal force have fallen by the wayside. Cops are now trained to use overwhelming force in virtually every situation, resulting in an epidemic of police brutality across our society. I say fight back while you still can. Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Police perjury is no match for instant replay. Freedomcam.net offers discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while checking power and protecting yourself. Freedomcam.net.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial in. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Lots of features on the site. All of them are free, so enjoy those on us, including our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I com. Also, The Cam at cam.freetalklive.com. At the cams, brought
2: to you by MemoryDealers.com. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, ZenPaks, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to ninety nine percent off of list price. They also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. They offer all of that in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. memorydealers.com. dot com.
0: All right, so we're going to continue taking your phone calls here and go to Scott listening to WVTS in West Virginia. Hello, Scott.
11: Hey, how
0: are you doing tonight? What's on your mind tonight, Scott?
11: Well, I've uh, talked with you guys before, but I have a, this is actually concerning a. Uh, an acquaintance of mine who was uh, her name is Elizabeth Slater and uh she was basically falsely arrested by the South Charleston Police Department uh for wanton endangerment and um, we're just trying to get anybody that we can uh call into the to the mayor's office and say you know hey, drop this because what this were is ridiculous. the
0: so what were the circumstances of this uh, false arrest?
11: She well okay she had had problems with her neighbors before, and uh, uh, she was actually afraid for her, you know, for her well-being because uh, of this. And you know, due to the Castle uh, Law, which has been enacted in West Virginia, you know, she had a shotgun with her, and uh, you know, she didn't point it at him. But they still, you know, said, "Well, she had a shotgun," and they immediately, they, you know, never mind. Uh, you know, what her neighbors had to say, it was, it was all her because she had a shotgun, but she was basically falsely arrested. They didn't Mirandize her. Um, you know, she was, she was basically handcuffed and given the whole business over this. And now they're trying to charge her with wanton endangerment and drag this into court and everything else. And I would just like if, if you have any listeners that would, uh, that, that have been maybe through something like this. Uh, please contact frank mullins uh the uh the mayor of south charleston and uh and just yeah, please express to him that he they 've got to drop this this is an this is a eighty seven she she 's in her late seventies
2: so where was and, she with uh, the shotgun was she in her house or was she in her yard she
11: was, she was on her porch she had opened the door she had come out she was on her porch, but she did not point the gun at her neighbor.
0: Now, the neighbor was there as well on the same property on their porch, or where was the neighbor?
11: Uh, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: So there was a dispute. The neighbor came over to uh, to call her out or harangue her in some way, and she responded by stepping out the front door with a shotgun, and that's why she was arrested?
11: Yeah. Hmm. But like I said, they never Mirandize her.
0: Well, no, it doesn't really matter. They yeah, uh, don't, doesn't matter unless they're going to question her. They typically only have to read Miranda rights when they're going to uh, interrogate a suspect. That's a TV myth.
11: Yeah. Well, I mean, but I, either way, you're right. Just, I mean, it's it's pretty yeah, outrageous. A person
2: should be allowed to <laughs> um, you know, protect their property and and show a, a I mean, certain that's, level that's, of force. That's the
11: whole point that we have the castle law in in West Virginia. I mean, so that's the that's the whole point.
0: But and does, the charge was what again? I'm sorry.
11: Basically, they charged her with wanting endangerment. They basically they confiscated her gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so she's been through it with this.
0: When did the now? Were you there, or do you just know her? Or what's your I wasn't relation?
11: there. I know her. I know her. And actually, uh, uh, just I mean that's that's basically it. Um, is she, she's is, nice she lady, I,
0: is she a nice lady? She just she's nice. She's not ornery. She's not uh, difficult no, to deal with.
11: She's a nice lady. I mean, she's a nice lady. She just didn't want any trouble. You know,
0: hmm. that's sad. And I think that your approach is probably a decent one here to put pressure on a politician uh, that and then the, the politician will want to stop the phone calls or stop the emails from coming in. And so he may actually be able to pull the strings that are necessary in order to get the prosecutor to uh, to drop the charges. So uh, folks uh, maybe down there in the uh, the West Virginia area can uh, can can do that. Uh. If
11: you want me to give you a number? I'll give you a number for it. It's Frank. You can contact the mayor, Frank Mullins of South Charleston at area code
0: 304-744-5300. Now, is there a mayor of North Charleston as well? I didn't know that Charleston was divvied up uh, into two parts.
11: Yes, it's South Charleston.
0: So hmm. there, are, there are actually two townships there? Must or two be. Two uh, yeah, municipalities? Calls,
11: yeah, yeah, it's called South Charleston. Yes,
0: sir. Huh. Interesting. So there's Charleston and South Charleston, not North South Charleston and South Charleston. Yeah. You yeah. learn something new every night here on Free Talk Live, and I thank <laughs> you for the call. Good luck to her, and it's just so sad, especially when, uh, when the government people go after septuagenarians and, and octogenarians, especially those who have not actually caused any you know, serious crime. And maybe she was overreacting by bringing the shotgun out. Well, it's a you
2: don't know what what's going on in her mind. I mean, no. one needs to be protecting, uh, you know, needs to protect one's property if one feels like that's what needs to be done, or one's self. And she's frail, com- likely compared to this neighbor. So mm-hmm. if the neighbor feels like the neighbor's essentially has a deadly weapon, and that's his body. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with a seventy-nine-year-old woman, yeah. I mean, is all he has to do is give her one good clocker, one good time, he could break several bones. So she really does have to have a weapon in order to right. protect herself it's it's also possible the firing the shotgun could break some bones too but you know that's it's her choice to have a weapon if she wants to on her front porch as long as she's not she's not brandishing it in the way she's not pointing at anyone or anything like well, she's that She's
0: brandishing it by holding it
2: well fine so she's she's, she's holding not
0: menacing it necessarily yeah, she's not
2: menacing the guy um you know just letting him know that look you know i know you could hurt me in a moment uh i can hurt
1: you too well, it says here the Castle Doctrine for West Virginia states that the, uh, there is no duty to retreat from an attacker allowing law-abiding citizens to stand their ground and protect themselves and their family, which it sounds like this is what she was doing. Indeed.
3: <laughs>
1: Toll-free number 800-259-9231. You're welcome to share your
0: thoughts. Maybe you've got a similar experience that you'd like to uh, add your input into or bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. We go to Dave in Montana. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live.
13: Hey yo, how's it going?
0: <laughs> How you doing, Dave? Hey,
13: Dave? hey, I just wanted to tell you all that marijuana can clothe you, feed you, fuel your hover tank.
1: <laughs> fuel my hover tank?
13: <laughs> yes, fuel your hover tank. I have assimilated all of Montana.
1: Seems like the aliens have the So the, the aliens name.
13: calling
0: in tonight, you've assimilated the entire state aliens, of Montana.
13: Aliens, this is Cobra Commander. Oh,
0: oh nice. Cobra Commander. You <laughs> sounded very, I figured it was an alien thing because we've been talking about aliens
1: and assimilating is a very alien sounding term. Yeah, the aliens I know have that same similar voice.
3: Well, who do you think
13: I learned it from?
0: Uh, now, how do you uh. assimilate? What does that mean? I mean, how does Cobra Commander, who is just a you know an individual, actually assimilate other people? I, I didn't watch a lot of G.I. Joe, so I don't know what, you know powers he has
13: uh dr mindbender has made me a device where i can take over people's minds
0: well that's makes you pretty darn
2: powerful um when did you when did you use that on uh barack obama
13: montana
2: No, i, I said on Bar- uh, barack obama i figured you must have taken over his mind uh, no so-
13: i don't have obama
0: oh really You've gotta start small mark you have gotta start with montana <laughs> <Small> <laughs> with the entire so state you're, you're montana. saying he's
2: doing all this evil stuff on his own
13: Oh, yes. Uh, That is nothing. I don't have anything to
0: do with that. (laughs) Uh, Cobra Commander, if you want to hang on, I'll I'll bring you back here uh, in a bit here. We haven't heard from Cobra Commander. Because last time, uh, I believe he was running for president. If I recall correctly, the last time or first time. uh, We we made it
2: through the uh, uh, scary Cobra Party's uh, uh, electoral process. The primary. Uh,
0: We'll get back here, hopefully, with uh, Cobra Commander. Uh, Cobra Commander 2012, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live.
7: In times of economic instability, precious metals are the best hedge against inflation and can be a great investment opportunity. Bullion Investment Corporation is the gold standard in precious metal acquisition. Whether you're in the market for gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, you can leverage up to 400% by taking advantage of the Purchase Power Program. And don't forget about the low price guarantee. BIC will meet or beat the price of any other broker. Bullion Investment Corporation, proudly serving our clients for over 25 years. For more information, call Bullion Investment Corporation now at 1-888-486-1275 or visit goldbullion.net.
0: Talk Live, you can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves at 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so head on over there and enjoy those on us. Uh, you can enjoy stuff like our news updates. You get signed up, and we will keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.free talk, excuse me, go to news.freetalklive.com. If you go to updates, it will take you directly to the email list. But if you go to news.freetalklive.com, that takes you to a page in which you can sign up for the emails, you can uh, get our, our Twitter or Facebook. Uh, so you can do that at news.freetalklive.com. And what if you found out the best liberty activists from around the world are making the move to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? Well, I did. And you can, too. You can be a part of it. It's called the Free State Project. And you can join up at freestateproject.org. All three of us on this show tonight, all Free State Project participants, made the move here to New Hampshire. And, boy, has it been great so far. freestateproject.org. I believe we still have a Cobra Commander calling uh, from his underground bunker. At least I'm presuming. You seem like the kind of guy that might have an underground bunker, uh, Cobra Commander. Uh, you're calling from, uh, are you actually in Montana, or were you able to assimilate the entire state of Montana without actually having to go there?
13: I actually had to go to Montana. It's got kind of a short range
0: so uh, now is, so this was some sort of a device that uh, that you 're using you said doctor who who was it Bezel, Doctor mind mindbender, mindbender. Uh, so Dr. Mindbender created a device to allow you to uh, control people 's minds uh, to to assimilate them. You called as Dave in Montana kind of as a, a little joke, uh, to, you know impersonating one of our our frequent callers. Uh, but was that actually Dave speaking through you, or was it uh, – do you actually have Dave there in your uh, facility in Montana uh, that is actually – you know, was it, was it him that was speaking on the phone? How does that work?
13: It was a clone of Dave. I have really? like 30 different clones of Dave from Montana.
0: Why? Why 30? Why Henchmen. Right. Why 30 of Dave? Why, what about the rest of Montanans? I mean, do you also have 30 of each of them? Is, is Dave special in some way?
13: Dave is basically the emperor of Montana, so if I get (laughs) control of him, then all of Montana should fall, right?
1: Uh, Apparently. (laughs) it makes sense to me.
0: We were actually watching, Puke pulled up up during the break here a campaign video. I didn't know that you ran for president in
13: 2008.
1: Oh, yes, I was there. Yeah, Yeah, it it looked pretty cool. Um, I I especially liked uh, how you were going to bring about the weather dominator and uh, destroy all of Earth probably with it, but... Uh,
0: of I've changed my win.
13: campaign platform slightly since the 2008 run.
1: What did you
0: learn uh, back then, and what do you? Cha- how, why are you changing it uh, now?
13: I learned that most people, when they go to vote, they're going to vote for Democrats or Republicans. Mm, so I true. put my name under both slots.
3: <laughs> good idea. <laughs> that's Play a good thoughts. attack, yeah,
0: Play the odds. So, but but what about?
2: So, is it the same name that you use Cobra Commander in both
0: places? Of
13: course, or? you got to go Oh with yes, him. it's Cobra Commander with the mask and Cobra Commander with the hood.
0: I see. Ah, yeah, a little differentiation there. Um, now, what is it that you're going to be? How will you be approaching the campaign in 2012? Uh, obviously, things are going to be ramping up here shortly for that. So, have you figured out what your platform's going to be? What are the issues that uh, Cobra Commander is going to be out there uh, promoting? Uh,
13: votes for Cobra Commander
1: under penalty of death <laughs> well he sold me i'm gonna vote
2: <laughs> <laughs> so do you have uh, any of your minions running for lower seats like say in the uh the senate or the house or or you know anything like that
13: well when i get the president seat i will make a ruling where all the senators will be replaced by my vipers
0: what is a viper i again i'm it's not a snake
13: a... it's a high level cobra henchman
2: oh i, I see, see.
0: Now the vipers are actually also assimilated by you, in in that they do—they have their own minds, or are they pretty much just automatons that you know follow your every
1: command?
13: Oh, they better follow my every command.
1: It seems to me the Senate's already a pit of snakes, so there won't be much change. Yeah, what's the difference, right?
13: So they're hardly snakes; they're more like. I don't know. Weasels, sea maybe? mammals of some sort. So it's probably a guarantee
0: at this point. I mean, it's, it's pretty early on in the game. It's late 2010 here. we got another two years before the election. Uh, it's probably a guarantee at this point, if you can re- retain your control over Montana, that you'll at the very least win the primary uh, in Montana. I presume you're expanding, uh, your plans are expanding out from Montana to sort of cover uh, as many other states as you possibly can uh, to, to bring the mind control campaign, if you will, to other campaign stops.
13: It wouldn't be very sneaky of me if I told you what state I was going to take next, now would it?
2: Well, uh, Cobra Commander, you really don't have to take over people's minds to win the election. All you have to do is hack those die voting machines, and you've got it in the bag. I mean, this is a lot of work getting Dr. But Mindbender. it's not as
0: diabolical. It, it's, you you know, indeed, it isn't. You, if you could actually take control of an entire state full of people, uh, that's a far greater accomplishment.
13: Well, if, if I lose the election, then I'll have a, demand a recount. Where they will go through all the machines, and I will have brainwashed people vote all the counts.
0: It's fantastic. I am just so excited about the uh, the campaign here, Cobra Commander. Do you have a website set up yet? No, I don't have a website. You gotta get out. You gotta get on that one. I guess it won't really matter if you're going to take over the minds of the American people, and then you, they're just going to vote for you anyway. Uh, but you know, it's a, PR is an important. Yeah. yeah, it's it's if probably I can how- learn
13: how to. Manipulate the waves of the mind bender machine to go through the computer screen. Then possibly I'll make a website.
0: <laughs> All right. I got more questions I'm already for convinced. Him. It's great. It can't be any worse than any other candidate. There is a suggestion candidates. I
13: would like to make for you and your free keenest.
0: Oh, sure. Go for it.
13: I think you should all wear matching uniforms. It's far more terrifying
0: that way. <laughs> oh, God. That's well, good I was, stuff. <laughs> I was commenting on, uh, actually, your fashion sense. Because uh, if you go to the... What did you search for, Puke? Uh, uh, it, video? it was
1: his interview on the uh, cable channel G4 attack of the show. So look for a G4 Cobra Commander, perhaps? Yes. 08 uh, run. Yeah,
0: so I'm glad to hear
2: you threw your helmet back in the ring again for this run, and uh, you know I'll be supporting you. uh, It's it's an
0: awesome
1: uh, helmet. I appreciate
0: that. I have to say,
1: yeah. Where do you get that helmet? I want one.
0: That's what I was going to ask because I think the visor, this you know very reflective visor, is huge. It covers your entire face. And it is the ultimate and cool. Like so, I'm just thinking that you know maybe as you kick off the campaign, if you're wearing that visor around everywhere, it could really become a, a you know a hit on the fashion scene with everybody you know kind of adopting it because it's just so cool. And all Nobody Americans. Gets are... the
13: helmet, but me.
0: Oh, that's no. unfortunate. But
1: Americans are so narcissistic. That would be great to be talking to somebody else, but yet see yourself. <laughs> love that the YouTube generation all on that.
0: Hi, Cobra Commander. I'm a reflection of you, America. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing <laughs> from you. you. Yep, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I was looking. You know, we were watching this c- campaign video where he was being interviewed by the G four people, and I mean, the guy had it. He was, you know, he had the the helmet. He had the the the. It was a it was plate costume. He, he, and he sounded just like the guy that was just if, on the phone with us. Uh, yeah, it,
2: it makes me wonder. The, if <laughs> if um if you go to one of these comic conventions, one of the larger ones, you'll see people that have costumes that are so good and so realistic that you just you're blown away by them um you know there's some people with crappy costumes too but,
1: yeah, but th- some folks put a lot of work into it
2: man oh man and in that costume that he has there you know there's a lot of work put into it but you you can go on ebay and they'll sell you for uh, complete costumes that uh, that look really great well, most of them are hundreds of dollars for yeah, the good ones
0: but if you're cobra commander you just have your vipers take care of it and they can just steal all the stuff they need to
2: Ian, make it happen there is no cobra
0: commander what are you talking about? He was just on the phone with I us. I think that...
1: There- yeah, he's just a guy making a voice. Don't pay attention to Mark. He's working for the Joes. That's what you think until he comes
0: to, to assimilate you, Mark. A lot, of, a lot of fun. That'll be then. It'll be really funny then. I'm the uh, only one who endorsed his candidacy. I
2: didn't hear you guys jumping on
0: board.
1: I said I'd vote for him when he threatened me with death.
0: <laughs> I said his mask was pretty cool, but, you know, it's hard to hard for me to want to vote. The in mask the is
1: way, way cooler than the hood. The hood's a little too KKK for me. I
0: say we... I, I say, yeah, the, the, the hood's
1: a little weird. Is that kind of hood? It's it, well, a hood. it's not peaked, but it, just, it just goes over your head. <laughs> Although he is supposed holes. to be evil, so I mean, maybe that's yeah. where
2: they're going. Uh, you know, I, I, I figure if you're you know, choosing between the lesser of two evils, why, why not
0: just go all the way? As far as uh, selecting a Cobra Commander. Yeah. You know, some people actually have that philosophy that, uh, that those of us who love liberty should actually encourage the greater police state as a result, or, or that therefore uh, people would come just to the, the rest conclusion. of the country. That's either him or Sarah Palin. That Therefore, uh, the rest of the country would come to the conclusion that uh, liberty is necessary because they would finally have been oppressed enough. But I can't really get behind that strategy because <laughs> I just can't see myself supporting the police state and advocating for its uh, further encroachment. I yeah, have to a tough to time either. with that one.
1: Yeah, that'd be hard to do. Uh, so,
0: 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up what you want. Uh, From Cobra Commander to spicy food, we'll talk about anything here on Free Talk Live in these remaining moments, which are up next. 800-259-9231. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for your call. If you dial now, 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. That number is 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian. And Puke. And Mark. And we invite you to our website. Head on over and enjoy the features there. We get a lot of them, and they're all given to you free. Now, if you like the fact that uh, we give you stuff on the site for free, you may... uh, you may contribute to the show in a variety of different ways. There's the AMP program. There's uh, buying stuff over at amazon.freetalklive.com. You can also promote us over at promote.freetalklive.com. You get a whole list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country and bring more internet listeners on board as well. Promote.freetalklive.com. Dot com.
2: And uh, SACL CAI is one of the main sponsors of Free Talk Live. They uh, uh, they are brought to you by Jason Osborne um, who is the principal over there and they can do all kinds of things including uh, collections, early out billing, purchasing charged off receivables, but they also have this huge telephony system that allows you to make, uh, you know, either uh, regular phone calls, robo phone calls, uh, any, th- any way that you need to reach out to people through their telephone, SACL CAI can handle that. You can see their banner at Free talk
1: live.com
0: all right as we continue here 800-259-9231 puke you brought something in to talk
1: about here tonight Uh, it's about spicy foods i did Uh, apparently the new york times had a lengthy article about uh, why humans apparently like spicy food and i'm gonna read the gizmodo.com article that's much shorter (laughs) but um Obviously, the chemical in chilies is capsaicin, capsaicin right? that causes the literal chemical burn on your tongue and your mouthy bits. It's, a, it's an oil, right? I suppose okay. it comes in oil form. It's okay. a chemical. I don't mm-hmm. know. It can come in all sorts of forms. It's bad form, if you get sprayed
0: it, by it. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't get it in your mucosa membranes. They don't like that. But uh, let's see here. It says scientists are basically at a loss as to why humans adore spicy stuff, says the New York Times. Uh, beyond culinary taste, there are verified medical benefits. Spicy foods lower blood pressure, potentially knock out other bodily pains, and maybe even help fight microbes. But humans have been pouring hot things on their food for a long, long time. Basically, you're poor, you've got crappy meat or crappy vegetables that don't have a lot of taste. Spice it up! Bam, you've found this thing that covers that taste up. Hmm. That's why a lot of poor cultures have very spicy food. Hmm. Uh, so maybe some scientists think we're just wired to be gluttons for pain. The University of Pennsylvania's Paul Rosen thinks each time you slater, probably meant to be slather, slather. looks like a misprint, slather your sausage, don't do that, in some kind of atomic pepper death paste, you're exhibiting what he terms benign masochism. A recent study of Dr. Rosen's <laughs> Rosen's showed that subjects, when consuming an increasingly hot pepper sampler... Choose as their favorite the one just bearably hot, which means people still love getting burned. And we might just be doing it for the quick thrill, mind over body. My body thinks I'm in trouble, but I know I'm not, says Rosen. Uh, you may- know,
2: I've got a couple of friends who drag around with them, um, two good friends, uh, yeah. <laughs> who drag around with them, you know, things that they, uh, you know, like capsaicin powders and stuff so that they can make their food, you know, unbearably hot. Uh, it you know, is just a m-
1: strange affliction.
2: So so much more so than the normal person. Your eats. tenant
1: actually
0: has uh, these peppers that he he takes around with him. Indeed, uh, like
2: some people will like to to threaten you with uh, with their pepper. Hey, you want oh, want to put this on your
0: food? No, get that thing out of here! Right, he'll bring them into restaurants and and you know. And I don't remember what habanero. I think it's so a very habanero hot, very as, as hot as they get, very yeah. hot pepper.
1: Well, not as hot as they get. The hottest pepper known to man is called the ghost chili. Oh, okay, and it's like insane amounts of. Uh, what do they call it? The capsaicin a, scale. I forget yeah, what that's Yeah, there's some called. scale or, or another. Right. Kin- I can't think of it at the Kinsey moment. Kinsey scale of peppers. Right, right. Sexual, oh, the yeah, Sco- Scoville units. Yeah, Scoville units. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, continuing. with I the like art. a little rooster sauce
2: of my faux soup, but uh, hey, you know. Some, <laughs> yeah, they, just a little
1: bit. Crazy. Some people are, like he says, benign masochism. Right, and
2: and I love how they point out that it's it, people choose as their favorite level the level that is just... A below unbearable b- below below, unbearably, Un- unbearably. <laughs> <laughs> right and that's that's how it is for me too and yeah. you know when you get on this kind of kick you you keep pushing that level up you know you get and a tolerance yeah you get you, you nudge the yep. level up and it really just depends on how much stuff you're willing to put the the pepper on in order to you know have fun I just put it on one particular food and I like that you know or a couple different t- types of food I like a different way spicy and that's just what I want for those things and then the rest of the time I just re- eat ordinary Playing food. Hmm.
1: So, man is the only animal that likes Tabasco sauce. Quips Yale psychologist Paul Bloom. And Tabasco sauce is the least of it. Typical extreme hot sauces, favorites of benign masochists everywhere, run in up into the hundreds of thousands of Scoville heat units. That bottle of Tabasco in your kitchen is only five thousand tops. And radical pain peppers are. An uh, a huge business in the U.S. from the hundreds of varieties you can purchase at enthusiast shops to corporate giants like McCormick to issue an annual flavor forecast. I guess
0: it's a little safer oh. than cutting. <laughs> That's true. Cutting yourself. Right. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's
0: certainly uh, safer it than
1: is, that. Yeah, it, it is. You are literally chemically burning your mouth. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, kind of what is the difference between cutting yourself with a knife and just eating something wickedly spicy. It seems like
0: it is in the same category because of the way you're explaining it and the the, kind of the rationale uh, behind it. It, Benign, what was it? Benign masochism? Masochism.
1: Uh, The whole red-faced industry may verge on the lunatic at times. Hmm. Uh, This is kind of the the writer of the article here. I mean, really, some of the sauces can only be sampled on the tip of a toothpick without sending you to the emergency room. Yeah. Yeah. But there is something Don't rub (laughs)
0: your eyes afterward either.
1: And also, do not use the restroom unless you've washed your hands. Because you don't want Good to be touching your genitalia either.
2: <laughs> or anybody else's. Yeah, or
1: anybody else's. <laughs> uh, but there's something comforting comforting about our uniquely human taste buds. The rest of the animal world either lacks the neurological faculties to experience the burn of a chili or avoids this stuff altogether. In fact, the presence of capsaicin in peppers might be decidedly anti-human, a defense mechanism to keep curious foragers from taking a bite. Mm. Scientists have found the chemical stings... the uh, the chemical stings us the same exact way as a tarantula venom. So wow. apparently, it reacts with our own uh, nerves the same as being bitten by a big spider. That's crazy, but uh, here we are dumping. But it you can't into really our get suit. a big
2: spider to bite you on your tongue all over, right? Right.
1: Not really. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. maybe you could. I don't know. Uh, but that's basically it. It's it seems that it's just sort of a a human condition that we're. You know, you know what you don't like see from, ourselves some, some from, p-
2: from people is uh, people, even people that like peppers. They don't take the, uh, the 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 spicy pepper stuff and rub it in their eye, or you know, put it in some other orifice where it's going to burn. The old, there's only there's only yeah. one particular oris orifice that they do it with, and yeah. that's the mouth. And it's yes. interesting why they cho- choose to do that as opposed it's more to more tolerable. Well, I mean, why not another orifice? Because it gets less tolerable, right?
0: It's going to hurt you a build, lot more in any other orifice. I would but you think,
2: can build right? a tolerance to it in any other orifice. I suppose you could.
0: Blow <laughs> up your nose. <laughs> right, it's just. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, Wipe it's, your sinuses down with why some Tabasco. Eat it? I, don't I don't know. Actually, you're, see, here, right? Tabasco is very weak. It's like it's a joke. But, but it's it's sauce. kind of it's got a
2: vinegary taste too that yeah, I like. Yeah.
0: Well, here, it's mostly vinegar, isn't it? What, vinegar no, and water. water.
1: Yeah, it's it's something like that. Um, here on the actual Scoville unit, Tabasco sauce is. Twenty five hundred to eight thousand Scoville units, and the hottest thing—that's a thing, big variation. The hottest thing you can eat, the Naga Jolikia, or commonly called the Ghost Chili, is eight hundred fifty five thousand to one million seventy five thousand Scoville units. Pure capsaicin <laughs> is fifteen million Scoville units. Wow! Um, so, like, just and just above this Ghost Chili thing is actual pepper spray. Pepper that, spray. You know, <laughs> Tiger lights you. Now,
0: is there so some, some fool insane. that has actually eaten one of these things?
1: Ghost, the ghost chili oh, yeah, oh absolutely if uh i recommend checking out the ridiculous show man vs. food okay which is a dude that goes around and and either stuffs his face or eats these crazy hot dishes uh basically like restaurant challenges you know mm-hmm. eat our five pound steak and right. T-shirt, oh, and some of the stuff that they have him eat is madness there's there's some things that are just like i mean they're literally it's it's like you know five chicken wings that are covered in like uh, jalapenos and ghost chilies mm-hmm. and habaneros and insane insane yeah, insane, insane stuff and like in some of the episodes he, he tries to eat a couple of them <laughs> and then his eyes are watering and his face <laughs> is red and then later on he shows him like out back you know, of, of the restaurant, and he's like crying, oh, and, wow. and you know, it's just—it's <laughs> insane. And people eat this
0: stuff. What are they, it really pay is, what are they pay him. What do they pay him? He just get they, the he free just food. Do any, any, he'll do
2: anything to get on TV. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah that's, basically, that's his job. I'll—I'll I'll put whatever it takes in my mouth to
1: get on television. Right. Yeah, he gets to stuff his face and get paid for it. It's pretty—it's pretty awesome gig, if you ask wow. me. <laughs> wow. So.
2: Not too many really poor, poorly paid people in television. Though. I mean, you—you
1: you know, doing all right. Yeah, I'm sure he's doing fine. But uh that's just it's yeah some that's, people that's are just I don't understand it honestly You know the spicy food guy I, well I like some spicy food I like jalapenos on certain things Yeah I'm not crazy about it. I mean, I I like
0: some spicy food, but I mean, I'm more like the kind of guy that I'll top out at the the buffalo wings being the hottest they could
1: possibly be. see, that's way beyond me.
0: Sometimes
2: (laughs) I'll go to hot. Sometimes I'll go to medium. It depends on how hot their hot is and how medium their medium is.
0: Usually (laughs) if my nose is running after I'm done eating or during the eating process, that's an indicator. It's a good one, yeah. It's Um, an indicator that it's pretty hot.
2: I'll put the uh, the pickled jalapenos on on sandwiches or whatever. But I got no interest in a raw jalapeno. you know, None.
0: <laughs> we are out of time tonight. Thank you for being here. Back tomorrow night, same time, same place. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. It has been Ian here with you. And Puke. And Mark. See you tomorrow night. Freetalklive.com. Come on, Commander Rules.
2: Okay, here's the long and the short of it. If you name the worst politicians in America today, Nancy Pelosi is going to be on your top 10 list. She's awful and she's powerful. There is a principled anti-war Republican running against her, however, and his name is John Dennis. He's already beaten the establishment Republican in the primary, but he's going to need all of the financing he can get to bring down the political juggernaut that is Nancy Pelosi. He can do it, but only with your help. I've donated to John Dennis's campaign, and I would like to encourage you to also. Now is the time. Nancy Pelosi is politically vulnerable, and it's unlikely that we're going to get another candidate like John Dennis. He's the only type of Republican that can win in San Francisco. In my opinion, he is as, if not more, principled than Ron Paul. Go to JohnDennis2010.com and donate today. JohnDennis2010.com. He is
0: hope for America. This ad paid for by John Dennis for Congress 2010 johndennis2010.com.
8: I'm John Dennis, and I approve this ad.